This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Wednesday, March 16th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, Americans are one step closer to never having to fall back or spring forward with resetting their clocks after the United States Senate approved a measure that would make daylight savings time permanent. Senators on Tuesday unanimously voted for the Sunshine Protection Act sponsored by Senator Marco Rubio of Florida. The proposed bill will now move to the House. If the House members approve, it would then go to President Joe Biden's desk to be signed into law. According to the U.S. Department of Commerce, daylight savings time started in the United States in 1918 as a way to create more more sunlit hours when the weather is at the warmest. During the long days of summer, the sun rose in some northern regions between 4 and 5 a.m. when most non-farmers were asleep. Sunset happens before 8 p.m. and people turn the lights on. By moving the clocks ahead an hour, uh, backers believed the country would divert a bit of coal-fired electricity to the uh, military instead of using it for an hour to power home. It was again adopted in World War II. There aren't many studies showing whether standard time or daylight savings time is better for Americans other than it being more of a matter of personal preference. However, Rubio expressed several reasons, including reducing car crashes and car accidents involving pedestrians as there would be more daylight during driving standard work hours. He also said having more daylight in the evening will reduce the risk for cardiac issues, stroke, and seasonal depression. Rubio also cited a study where robberies could also decrease by 27% if there were more daylight, uh, if, if there was more daylight uh, during the evening hours. Other benefits, according to Rubio, include reducing childhood obesity, increasing in physical fitness as well as improving the agricultural economy. I will say, though, as far as driving is concerned, uh, it's it kind of sucks that uh, the sun can be so low at, like, such a uh, heavy traffic time. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, like when you come around, the uh, like, on 76, <laughs> yeah. there's a part where you, it's blinding. Blinding, yeah. and that is essentially, like, rush hour-ish time mm-hmm. when that happens. I didn't realize we were this close to this. I, I didn't realize that it no, was go, yeah, yeah going to be yeah. signed. So we'll but see. there's nothing else going on. I, just, <laughs> I, I was trying to figure out. I didn't know if we were going to talk about this later on, and maybe we will. I don't know. But in the in the winter, I know when will the sun be rising? <laughs> I was trying to figure oh, that well, out. Well, in the in the darkest. Like, is it going to be not to like seven thirty, eight o'clock before we see sunrise? So if it if it goes with standard time, uh, it'll be the earlier version of it. If it goes with savings time, which is where we are now, uh, yes, what you just said will. So be, would that's be what they want to do, though. That's what they want to do. They want to make Correct. saving time be all the that's, time. That's still up for debate. And so this bill, um, if it gets signed by the House and then goes to the president, wouldn't be enacted until November of 2023. So uh, that is actually one of the debate points, of yeah, whether because, it's standard time or, or saving time. Because in the winter, I think, yeah, we wouldn't see daybreak until closer right. to like 8 o'clock in the morning. It would Ooh. affect people in the morning. I mean, we're used to it, but yeah. you know. Yeah. When does Join clobbering time yeah. start? <laughs> clobbering time yeah. is all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Hank. <laughs> uh, so we'll see. Uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, an explosion of Gunfire claimed the life of a man holding an infant and injured seven others across the city of Philadelphia on Tuesday night. Police said a man was standing on the sidewalk holding a baby in a car seat when he was shot four times. It happened around 7 o'clock near Hawthorne and Harrison Streets in the city's Frankfurt section. The victim, who is believed to be the baby's uncle, collapsed on the sidewalk. He was rushed to an area hospital where he later died. Five spent shell casings were discovered by investigators. The victim was hit in the face, neck, chest, and lower back. Police believe that he was... uh, the 
intended target of the shooting. The baby was not injured. No arrests have been made at this time. Police say that the shooter may have fled in a nearby vehicle. Jet fuel prices are soaring along with other fuel costs, so are airfares. Blame the return of passenger demand rather than fuel prices, though, if you pay more for a flight this spring or summer. The nation's leading airline executives appeared at a J.P. Morgan Investor Conference Tuesday and all spoke of the much stronger demand for air travel than they had been experiencing only months ago. Delta and American both said that they had record days of passenger bookings last week. The surge in demand is lifting fares by about $15 to $20 on a $200 ticket in the second quarter of the year. That represents about 8 to 10% increase above the, uh, what Delta had previously pe- planned on charging for fares. Maybe it's time to open up the overhead compartments for passengers. <laughs> Shove people yeah. in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Call them berths. I have to fly out next month, and I still haven't bought my, uh, my well, plane. Case, I'm so mad now. at myself. I'm so freaking mad at myself. But do it myself. now because it's just going to go up even more. I know. Ticket prices? Yeah. And, you, and when are you flying out? Uh, in about a month. I'm going oh, to. Yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, that's such an idiot. what sucks about, about when you want to fly. If you don't get it in advance, you're just a slave to a super high price. <laughs> and he's going to Kiev, which is. Yeah. Just, I, like, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, it's just, well, maybe not it's anymore. Bad timing. I'm yeah. going to go to that other one. Area. Uh, to make matters worse, we haven't even seen the real impact of a fuel shortage yet, said Willis Orlando, a senior flight expert for Scott's Cheap Flights. He expects prices to climb even higher as the year goes goes on. Fuel is the second largest expense for airlines behind labor costs, making up to 20 to 25 percent of operating expenses. Other than Southwest, most carriers do not have long-term fuel contracts known as fuel hedges to shield them from spikes in fuel prices. The three largest U.S. airlines, American, United, and Delta, warned investors Tuesday that the average price for a gallon of jet fuel will jump between 17 and 33 percent in the current quarter compared to the last three months of 2021 and between 47 percent and 72 percent over what they paid a year ago if you want to be smart about it you get a job as like a uh, an airline ticket taker so this way you get the discount flying yeah. right or a flight yeah or a flight attendant where you yeah. can fly for free then <laughs> right. uh the last two years proved that airlines can't simply raise fares to cover costs as the U.S. airline industry collectively lost tens of billions of dollars as demand for air travel plunged. Despite leisure, leisure travel demand coming back uh, last summer, U.S. airlines all reported losses for the year. Like a billion. Oh, my God. <laughs> In sports this morning. Oh, The Sixers are on the road tonight with a game in Cleveland against the Cavaliers. After losing to the Denver Nuggets, the Sixers fell to 41-26 and and are in third place in the East, while the Cavs are in sixth place at 39-29. and Tip-off is set for 7 o'clock. The Flyers are off until tomorrow night when they'll host the Nashville Predators in what will be Claude Giroux's 1,000th game with the franchise. Wow. A pregame ceremony will take place at 7 o'clock, and the puck is set to drop at 7.15. Fans are encouraged to arrive early. And unvaccinated players from the New York Mets and the New York Yankees won't be eligible to play in home games under the city's employer mandate, a New York City government spokesperson announced yesterday. In basketball, Kyrie Irving isn't playing for the Brooklyn Nets at the Barclays Center under the same COVID-19 vaccine mandate. However, he is able to attend games as a spectator. Irving sat in courtside seats supporting his team as they played the Knicks on Sunday. And that's what I have for you this morning. Thank you, Kathy. And uh, welcome, welcome to a beautiful day. When the sun gets up, it's going to be wonderful. I hope you can play hooky or something and get out and enjoy. Oh, yesterday was glorious. Yeah.
Unbelievable. Yeah, so uh, we're in a good spot. And uh, speaking of, in sports, Kathy had mentioned Claude Giroux playing his 1,000th game. Uh, we are going to have Claude on the show today. Rumor is it's going to be his last game as a flyer. Could very um, well be. We're going to have to ask him about that. He probably is going to have to do the song and dance around that particular question, but we, you know... We'll we see. Yeah. What? Yeah. That's what we do. We ask That's the hard-hitting questions. Yeah, it's, is that what we do? I, yeah, we do. We, we are investigative journalists. We are now That's doing we hard-hitting questions. Yeah. Investigative yeah. sports journalists. Yes. 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 We're hitting That's all the marks today. The things we really excel at. Uh, but G has been a friend for a long time, and if he is indeed gone, it will be uh, a very sad thing. But um, he'll always be a, a huge part of the city, no matter what, because he is the longest tenured athlete Ever? Well, the longest tenured captain in Flyers history, the longest tenured professional athlete in Philly uh, currently. Um, so, I mean, he holds one record after another, and, and yep. every Flyers record, except for a few that Bobby Clark set that probably won't be broken, right. but he has either tied or surpassed. You know who's looking at him? The Buccaneers. Wow. Yeah, All right. A weird... <laughs> yeah. They're going to be a team yeah. of superstars. Yeah. Right. <laughs> is what they are going to be. So, uh, And then uh, we'll talk to Jim Jackson. We'll continue on a Flyers chat immediately after uh, we talk to Claude. So that is coming up in the 8 o'clock hour. Uh, we also have Fox Good Day, which is a Wednesday thing, as well as a secret text word. So we have a chance for you to win a pair of tickets. It's MMR Rock, Rocks. Uh, Coey Wetzel with Aaron Jones and Bones Owens uh, at the Franklin Music Hall. So <laughs> text word secret, 39333. You might win. Oh, and also, let me double back a second to the Claude Giroux thing. We have a suite at the Flyers game tomorrow night that we are going to be filling with fans of the Flyers and the Preston and Steve Show. So listen for your chance. I'll have two slots today. Nice. And if you win that, you'll be registered for an autographed Claude Giroux Flyers jersey. Yeah. So we'll do two today, one more tomorrow, and then we have the game tomorrow it's night. very cool. Excellent. So yeah. You want to stay with us, and we'll just we'll just get a caller at some point. So make sure you stay with the program through the course of the morning. It'll be a really cool event to be at tomorrow night. We'd love to have you there in this catered suite that we're going to have. All right, let's take a break. Come back in a second. The entertainment report awaits, as well as a stupid question, and we will be right back, my friend. Love MMR. Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. It's fancy. No, it's it's not fancy. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Let us give away a $50 Bonefish Grill gift card. You're going to have to answer a question to win it, though. So the stupid question this morning is this. What country is nicknamed the Land of Smiles? The Land of Smiles. Yes. 215-263-WMMR is our number. So what country is nicknamed the Land of Smiles? Do you know? Well, you need to give us a call, and we'll see if you can uh, get the prize that we have over here. Birthdays today, while we wait for your call, Wednesday, March 16th. It just so happens to be Wolfgang Van Halen's birthday today. Uh, He turns 31 years old. And never did I anticipate what a talent this kid would be. I mean, I thought maybe he'd be a great guitar player because of his dad's genes. Yeah, genetics, right? 
But he's got the whole package. He well, plays all the instruments, sings, writes, the whole deal. Better singer than his dad. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I'll tell you what, initially when he was uh, put into the band, I'm like, okay, here's Nepotism 101. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, yeah. it's not really totally. warranted. Yeah. And man, was I wrong. Yeah, absolutely. And he is a hell of a talent. We have this really cool thing coming up. Jackie Bam Bam has been giving away tickets for this on his show. Uh, where Dirty Honey and, and Mammoth, Wolfgang Van, Wolfgang Van Halen, are going to be playing at the Fillmore on the 31st of this month. They're allowing us to bring listeners to the Sound Shack. It's so awesome. cool. Which is really cool. And yeah. as Jackie has said, sometimes bands work on new music when they're at the Sound Shack. Sometimes when they're on tour, that's the only time that they have to jam together. Right. So they'll actually work on new tunes. You never know what you might hear. But uh, Wolfgang Van Halen... Great talent, man. So, uh, happy birthday to him turning 31 years old. I just wish, you know, Eddie would have seen him. The success. Hit. Yeah. He knew that it was great music, but you can, until you really see it happen. Right. You know what I mean? You, you so. kind of have faith, but to have it verified. But we yeah. talked to Valerie Bertinelli, who was, like, she just stopped during the conversation and said, nominated for a Grammy. It's crazy. You know? Yeah. So, happy birthday, Wolfgang. Uh, it is also Chuck Woolery's hey! birthday today. And here's your host, Chuck Woolery. Love Connection. Oh two and two. God. Love Connection. And then also uh, Wheel of Fortune. Yeah. Yes. Started on Wheel of Fortune and Lingo. 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 Which is a goofy little show that I used to like. And now everybody says that uh, Wordle is kind of like, like Lingo. Lingo. Yeah. Uh, but it was uh, it was an interesting show. Chuck's been a little bit nutty the past few years. Uh, doesn't really do the game show thing anymore. But he's uh, uh, yeah. Was he the one? No, no. That wait, was he the one that was drunk and eating a hamburger? No, that's no, no, that Hasselhoff. Was Hasselhoff. Yeah, yeah. I get them mixed up. I can see that. I get Chuck I see that. and yeah. David Hasselhoff mixed up. They kind of have a similar look about them, you know. Germans love Hasselhoff, yeah. not so much Woolery. All right, Chuck is uh, eighty-one uh, years old today. Uh, Casey, do we have any music for Nancy of Wilson? Of course we do. Celebrating bro. her birthday today. Yep, uh, Nancy. Great guitar player uh, and member of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as uh, Hart was uh, inducted a few years ago. And she turns 68 years old today. Just saw her over the weekend. I was watching Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Oh, is she in the movie? She, yeah, she is the, the hot blonde in the car when uh, Judge Reinhold goes out in in, uh, in his pirate outfit. He's wearing the hat. Yeah, yeah. That's right. And he throws it out the window. Right. I did not because realize. She, she at the time was married to Cameron Crowe. That is correct. Yeah. And uh, she was a stunning woman. Great guitar player. Underrated guitar player, by the way. Uh, she is 68. This is her playing this really cool instrumental part. Uh, so happy 68th birthday to Nancy Wilson. Oh. Yeah! <laughs> so you go back and sabotage Hart's career by, let me produce this one. Steve, uh, I just read this. I, I didn't know uh, until right now, but a fun fact. Uh, Kelly Curtis, who's Pearl Jam's manager, was Pearl Jam's manager, is the person who introduced Nancy Wilson to Cameron Crowe. Okay. There you go. Isn't that weird? All right. Yeah. I well, never knew that. Yeah, so Hart, uh, I mean, that Seattle, yeah. Vancouver area, that was yeah. where wow. they, they got started. Yeah. So. Oh, well, uh, her first boyfriend was Chuck Woolery. Oh, okay. yeah. So, uh, wow. wow. I had no <laughs> they had idea. They a love connection. They did make a love connection. <laughs> I'll be back in tune, too, right? Uh, it's also Eric Estrada's <laughs> birthday today. Yep. 
Pudge. Boy, was he the heartthrob at Dear God. in America. And man. he was, and he admits it, he was so, how could you not be at that time? He's so full of himself. Oh, yeah. But yeah, totally. that show is so bad yeah. and so wonderful. Yeah, but Agreed. I loved it. Yeah. Agreed. And it's, I almost, too. it's almost a self-parodying 70s show. Yeah, well... I, I, but I didn't know any better. My my big wheel. I had, my big wheel was a chips. Was a chips big, big wheel? wheel. Case I had a motorcycle by the by that time. I had okay. a, a YZ eighty cc motorcycle, and my best friend Bubba had one too. <laughs> we would ride down uh, to a stride yeah. through the neighborhood. And slap five, just like Punch and John did. I kid you not, man. I loved how so much of what they did happened on the same stretch of highway. Clearly a chunk of highway that was under construction. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eric Estrada, 73 today. Uh, you also have actor Victor Garber. He's one of those character actors you know when you see him. Uh, he's in uh, Legally Blonde. He plays the head of the uh, of the law firm that she's working with. Titanic. Uh, Titanic. Argo. Argo. He's in that as well. Yeah, great character actor. Yeah. Uh, he was so- in the the uh, the DC universe on uh, what was Legends of the uh, Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Legends of the Fall. Uh, Legend yeah, of the yeah. Hidden Temple? <laughs> yeah. Uh, All of he, those. He says anything legends, yeah. just agree to Legend it. Legend of Billy King. Yeah, yeah. Billy Jean. Billy Jean. Billy Jean King. <laughs> Legend of Billy Jean King. <laughs> no, she's real. Uh, oh. Wait, what was it? Legends of Billy It was the Legend of Billy Jean. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Which is with Helen Slater, right? Yes. Uh, yes, that is. Supergirl. Yes, who also won Wimbledon. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, victory. <laughs> uh, Victor, not victory. Victory. Victor Garber is 73. Uh, Brooke Burns. Oh, yes. One of the most stunningly beautiful women in the world. Baywatch, Dog Eat Dog, and a staple on the Hallmark Channel now. Absolutely. Yeah. She's uh, 44 years old today. Has, like, one of the biggest smiles I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rodney Pete. Of course, spent some time here in Philadelphia. Yeah. Who's he married to? Holly uh, Robinson. Holly Robinson. Robinson. That's right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Lee Jean King. Really, <laughs> Gene King. Yeah, he made her switch. Yeah, uh, she is uh, fifty, or he is fifty-six today. Uh, director Gore Ver- Ver- Verbinski, Pirates of the Caribbean films, The right. Ring as well, uh, is fifty-eight today. Are they, are they doing another pirates movie? Oh, oh I, I think it was. Oh, really? Uh, Enough with that crap, please. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, the last birthday, it's Joel Embiid's birthday. Hey! Why was it all choppy at the beginning? Yeah, it's terrible. Play that again. Listen to this. Only does it right when he's saying his name. Uh, (laughs) That's the Matt Cord effect. Right, right. Joel Embiid is uh, 28 (laughs) years old today. My son has been in attendance for Joel's two highest scoring games with the 76ers. Okay. Yeah, he he scored 49, I think, one night, and then 50 the the next time. And so uh, Ben is a good luck charm, and I'd like to get him to more games. Because he is so important to the city, we have audio of a parrot singing happy birthday. Oh, is that right? Uh, Is that it ready or no? I'm looking for Yeah. No. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I thought it was right there. No, we do not have that. No. Uh, Another time, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we have the Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer. Oh, you want oh. to hear that? No, let's okay. not do that. Okay. <laughs> let's see if uh, we can get an answer to the stupid question this morning. What country is nicknamed the Land of Smiles? Mm. And we will go to Sue to see if we can get the answer. Hi there, Sue. Hi. Good morning. Good morning, Sue. All right. So which country is nicknamed the Land of Smiles? Thailand. 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 Hey! 
You got it. Hang on. Sue just got herself a $50 Bonefish Grill gift card. Seafood specialities take on the spotlight at Bonefish Grill with Angler's Catch returning every Friday, starring a tempura-style hand-battered crispy cod and panko-battered sh- uh, jumbo shrimp. Or you can try the seasonal Rockefeller butterfish or the Baja scallops and sh- sorry, shrimp scampi. Visit bonefishgrill.com, by the way. All right, so we'll start with this. According to an incident report released on Tuesday, there were no definitive conclusions when it came to the injury that led to Bob Saget's death. Uh, Saget died, of course, January 9th, um, and it was to blunt head trauma. The chief medical examiner, Joshua Stephanie, uh, who performed Saget's autopsy, indicated the amount of force necessary to cause the fracture, coupled with the fact that the skin on the back of the head was still intact, led him to believe that the injury was most likely caused by something hard, covered by something soft. And he mentioned a fall onto a carpeted floor as a possible cause. They could cause. do it. Yeah. 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 Like our, yeah. Uh, like sure. in here in the studio. You hit it hard enough? It's a very thin, like, Berber type of carpet, and so there's not a whole lot of padding there. Yeah, I mean, listen, um, not to bring up, uh, you know, bad memories here, but Steve, when you had, um, when you passed out here yes. in the studio. My I, water I mean, had just broke. Uh, it yeah. did, and uh-huh. we were worried about the baby. Yeah. Um, no, uh, <clears throat> when the paramedics are the, I, I made sure that they knew that, like, your head hit the ground. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah, we were obviously worried about what caused right. you to pass out, which is a vasovagal. Right, uh, right. I basically put a sleeper hold on myself. That's such yeah. a weird thing when that happens too, because I, I imagine him being in that situation. Like mm-hmm. I had no recollection whatsoever. I was just standing at the mic, and there seemed to be for a second there was like something was weird. Yeah, and then you guys told me I passed out. So, but, but the he, fact you went down head first, I, I made sure that they knew that. I'm right, like, right. Like we need to focus on this. Right. Almost more importantly, and then the save the baby, and then right. save the baby. Make sure Kathy has her her gigs. <laughs> right. Yeah, make sure she has her gigs lined up. Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have an appearance. I'll be back in a moment. Oh my god! <laughs> Worst. I'll have uh, to find out where I'm supposed to be tonight. I'll be right back. I panic. Yeah. I don't know what to do. Listen, that's okay. <laughs> so you clear the area at least. So the report continued saying, as mentioned earlier, most of the suite was carpeted. The headboard of the bed was lightly padded and set slightly out from the wall. These are listed here as possible mechanisms of injury, but nothing was located in the room that allows for a definitive conclusion. So this, is not, sorry, this is not the information that they didn't want released? Like what? It was like the, you know here's, what I mean? Like, here's what's happening. A second after they said we're not releasing it's information. It's the beginning of, of, of theories. And and the right. family just doesn't want to be besieged with was there a contract on Bob Saget and was this All right. and, and so they 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 want to move on from this and not leave it open for you know people to pick over. Uh, he took a picture. They, they the the picture that he took just hours before he died. He was going back into the hotel after after the show and he was smiling and looking good and and so it looks like everything was fine. So it, was, it wasn't like. You know, but but Kathy, yeah, that was just a statement, I guess, that the medical medical examiner examiner had made. Maybe it's just come to light. But you're right; this information is supposed to just I know. be yeah. put to bed at this point. So, nonetheless, I thought I'd pass. The out. medical term is cray cray. <clears throat> On Monday's episode of The View, Evan Rachel Wood addressed the defamation lawsuit that she's facing from Marilyn Manson, which came after Manson was accused of sexual abuse by multiple women. Wood said that she isn't scared, but that it's sad because this is what pretty much every survivor uh, that it tries to expose someone in a position of power goes through. She said uh, this is part of the retaliation uh, that keeps survivors quiet. This is why people don't want to come forward. But she said, I'm very confident that I have the truth on my side and that 
uh, and that the uh, truth will come out. If you want to see a lot of that, the uh, A&E series on, uh, the, on Playboy, on Hefner, mm-hmm. uh, there's all sorts of people who just held stuff down. All, a, lot, a ton of women who have horrible stories but were afraid of the retribution. Sure, mm-hmm. yeah. Man's in the lawsuit came just weeks before the release of Phoenix Rising, an HBO docuseries that in part details the abuse that Wood experienced while she was in a relationship with him. Uh, the actress said of the docuseries, I'm doing this to protect people. I'm doing this to sound the alarm that there is a dangerous person out there and I don't want anybody getting near him. So, uh, yeah, I'll be very interested to see that. Kylie Jenner posted to her Instagram stories on Tuesday, opening up about her postpartum struggles. Uh, six weeks after giving birth to her second child with Travis Scott, the Kardashian star, said postpartum has not been easy. She said it's very hard. This experience for me personally has been a little harder than with my daughter. Uh, Jenner and Scott had welcomed their first child, Stormy, in 2018. Their son, Wolf, was born in February of this year. Yeah, um, it's a very, very serious issue. And, I, you know, um, I wish people would talk about it more because a lot of times people just... Um, brush it off? They, they will brush it off or they'll they'll just tamp it down. And, Did you guys have any encounters with that? Uh, uh, I, I think a lot more people encounter this than, uh, realize? than realizing right, sure. and that people are, are aware of. So, so you don't really... Um, you, yeah, and you have no idea what's going on. And I mean, it's horrible. It's, it, it's, yeah. It really is tough. And remember, um, Brooke Shields talking about it. Right. Like, At a time, you're supposed to be very happy and all these things supposed to be happening. You have this, uh, this depression. There's it, a chem- chemical imbalance and yeah. it's, and it's scary and, and it's, and it's tough to talk and about. And I think that's but, why it's so hard, Steve, yeah. is because right. they're telling themselves I'm supposed to be so happy. They're, yeah. 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 I must yeah. be, a, I must be a bad mother. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, she shared that she understands how mom uh, understands how moms feel pressure to return to their normal lives after giving birth. She said it hasn't been easy for me either. It's been hard, and I just wanted to say that. So yeah. And she ended her message with, "It's okay to not be okay." And what's you know interesting is that uh, she'll do this, and then people will be like, "You're a billionaire. What do you have to be sad about?" You know, so people well, do that. She puts herself out there. Yeah. She's going to get that. But it's yep. uh, you know, well, some people. With that said, muckrake. With that said, Steve, I saw a meme the other day. Um, and it was a picture of Kylie before her plastic surgery and how she looked like Marla Hooch from oh, A League of Their Own. Okay. And you can't unsee it. Okay. It's pretty she, freaking sweet. Listen, she, uh, and g- hey, thumbs up on all the work. Yeah. She looks fantastic. Yes. However, no one can argue the fact. That she looks like an entirely different person. Oh, it was manufactured. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely manufactured. It didn't come from a cosmetic kit. It it came from a surgeon. Yep. All right, so (laughs) Sandra Bullock got up and close and personal with Channing Tatum (laughs) while filming The Lost City. On the Late Show with Stephen Colbert on Monday, Bullock said uh, Tatum got, quote, stupid naked in the movie. (laughs) And when Colbert asked Bullock if they used CGI for the scene where she helps Tatum remove leeches from his body, she said no, and that she was fully there, and she said full-on, face-to-face with the landscape. I had to spend time down there just making sure that uh, no leeches, and I had a lot to say to it, meaning his junk. Yeah. Uh, Colbert said that uh, her character reacted in a surprised way, suggesting that Tatum is generously endowed, and she replied, let's just say that I honestly didn't notice. And she said, when you're down there and you have two pages of dialogue, if you're looking directly at it, you will get nothing done. (laughs) 
So I would look at his left thigh. I had to look down with there where it might be, but I focused more on the left inner thigh. So he was full on naked. Hey, kudos! If I look like that, I'd do that all the time too. Oh yeah, yeah. this movie looks good. I, I don't know, you know, if it'll the the, the trailer has been uh, is really entertaining. It, it made me laugh. Daniel, what's Radcliffe, it about? What's it about? She's a writer, and uh, but she doesn't actually have any real adventures in in life, and so she goes out on this adventure, and then Channing Tatum becomes a part of it. He's a he's a Fabio essentially. Okay. He's a cover model for her books, and then. Brad Pitt shows up at some point, and he's actually like a real-life adventure she, guy. She gets sort of abducted, right? Yeah, yeah, and Daniel Radcliffe is the bad guy in it. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a, a comedy of errors, but it looks pretty funny. Oh, okay. there's, there's a very funny line where, where she says to Brad Pitt, why are you so good-looking? And he says, my father was a weatherman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, I'm on board there. Yeah. So. All right, uh, speaking of plastic surgery, cosmetic work, and a cover story for Vogue's April 2022 issue, Bella Hadid opened up about the cosmetic work that she had done in the past. And the supermodel told the publication that she wished she hadn't gotten a nose job when she was 14. Oh, my God. Wait, what? 14, 14 yeah. Yep. She said, uh, ah. I wish I had kept the nose of my ancestors. I think I would have grown into it. Things would have turned out much better. Yeah, but, right, you're not even fully grown at 14. Oh, my God. Now, okay. What is the ethics of being a woman? I had uh, one of my best friends in high school, a guy named Keith, had a massive nose. Okay. So it was like, you know, when you saw him, you're like, oh, nose dude. Right. You know, seriously. Yep. When there was some so, that so so pronounced. It was it was very, very big. And uh and he got a nose yeah. job at I think he was about sixteen years old. Wow. Right. right. Where is but she? But he from? needed it. Uh, so now I but don't still, know what I she would, looked like. I still would not recommend that. Like let right. your body finish growing, at least right. beyond well. High school. I mean, I, but you know what? High school is such a hard place for kids. So. But at fourteen, you're, you're right. You're, so your face may fill out more. Things that seem uh, more obvious might become less so. When uh, I look back at pictures of myself in high school at that age, yeah. 14, 16 years old, I look like a baby. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So, like, wait until you <laughs> at least look like an adult. So, my my friend Keith, if yeah. you remember in um, Spaceballs, when yes. they show uh, Princess oh. Vespa before her nose job, it was like that. So, wow. so It was ridiculous. Listen, okay. uh, and, and if you... I hope I'm explaining this correctly, but when it kind of goes out, levels out at the top, and then hooks over. That's it. I've yeah. seen that, and I, I think that's a specific kind of nose, or they classify it in a specific way. Right. And um, I could see that being an issue. But at 14, again, yeah, that's that's pretty early. But Kathy's right. I mean, that high school, to have that nose in high school is like the worst time to have yeah. that kind so of nose. So rhinoplasty is one you of the know? more, is, is, a, is a low risk procedure correct it Lower. is and so what, what's interesting know. is uh, i watched this documentary about rhinoplasty and do you know what country has the most nose jobs per capita is it iran it's iran yeah yeah okay. and uh, so that's why i was wondering where she was from i, I don't know if it's a uh, i don't know what their she's uh, american or ethnicity she is, is american or, yeah. jordanian uh, yeah, because she says that she said, "I wish I had kept the nose of my ancestors." So I'm I'm not sure, and I don't know how big her nose was. Maybe it was just maybe it was an overblown teenage thing, and maybe she shouldn't have got it. But she regrets it. That's fine. Uh, she went on to she can get it back uh, to discuss. <laughs> Hook that bitch! Your grandpa took your nose and gave it back. Did he? Yes, not? he yeah, did. That's I right. could see it. I've got your nose. <laughs> you son of a bitch! Uh, she went on to discuss. to your own kin. <laughs> Give it back! Why would you do that? <laughs> 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 
She went on to discuss others' perceptions of her when it comes to plastic surgery. She said, people think I fully effed with my face because of one picture of me as a teenager looking puffy. And I'm pretty sure you don't look the same now as you did uh, when you, at 13, right? Uh, she added, I have never used filler. Let's just put an end to that. I have no issue with that, but it's not for me. Do you have to be a certain age to get breast implants if uh, you're a young woman? Do you have, or, like, do your parents have to sign off? Or? Nick, I know that, I know for a fact that girls sometimes get them for sweet 16s and really? things like that. Yeah. So I, I guess Whoa. maybe it's kind of like with a parental. Yeah, I got mine at 14. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's when they started to pop. Yeah. Okay. yeah. You were the head of the locker room. Yeah. Well, yeah, hey boys. Nick, Look at the cans on Casey. Your parents are still making your medical decisions, right, until you're yeah, I mean, it's not Although, I don't know, because can't girls go on birth control without I their parents? Just, I just don't know if a plastic surgeon would sign off if you're under right. 18, um, but perhaps they would. I don't, I don't know. Well, I used to hide my birth control pills in my cleavage. It's mm. a good spot. For yeah. All right, moving on to other things. Nicolas Cage premiered his highly anticipated new movie, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent at South by Southwest in Austin, Texas, and it scored rave reviews. Critics in Austin were the first to get a glimpse at the film, and they clearly liked what they saw, earning a rare 100% fresh rating uh, through the first wave of reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. While there were only 15 reviews posted on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, but dozens, if not hundreds, to come. It's clear that it was very well received from the South by Southwest crowd. I watched the trailer and I laughed out loud a couple times. So, I mean, it is him having fun with being a quasi down on his luck. Uh, Nicholas Cage, who accepts this offer to this this multi multi millionaire, wants him to attend a party. So yeah, I've got that. So yeah. it's it's uh, it's set to open April twenty second. Centers on Nicholas Cage playing a version of himself who has come upon financial troubles. He agrees to appear at the birthday party of a billionaire superfan for one million dollars. Uh, but he's really there as a CIA informant since the superfan Pedro Pascal is a drug kingpin. <laughs> Uh, Variety's own uh, Gleberman, uh, Owen Gleberman, calls the concept of Cage playing Cage a conceit we get used to in seconds and calls it a gift that keeps on giving. He adds the film is a commercial comedy that has a delirious good time poking fun at Nicolas Cage, <laughs> celebrating everything that makes him Nicolas Cage. Uh, and Nick Cage really did have financial problems, which led him to taking on practically every role he could. And uh, Gleiberman called him the superhero of slumming. Pedro Pascal is very talented. You know, he plays the Mandalorian. Yeah. And um, so, uh, but in this, he's he's doing, uh, his comedic timing is really hilarious. Nice. So uh, that'll be coming out April 22nd, I believe, is when that is. So uh, Kristen Stewart said that she and her fiancé, Dylan Meyer, read out loud together. Okay. Uh-huh. She said, me and my girlfriend read East of Eden out loud, like cover to cover. Could you shut up? Uh, said, Steve, the, I like it was coming out of my mouth. Shut up. I do not want to hear you read. She said. Uh, Stop it. I can read myself. Seriously. She had never read it before, and it's kind of like my Bible. It's like a sacred text for me. Reading is a personal experience. Well, then keep it to yourself. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I wish you would shut up. She said, you do it alone, typically. And I was like, dude, we should do this together, like every single word out loud. So one of them hates it, and the other one, uh, but they're afraid to admit it. Yeah, the, the other one gets they oral pleasures afterwards. Right, yeah, yeah. You know? uh, she added, honestly, we're going to do one book a year now. Oh, 
So that's they're that's reading very slowly. That's going to be their thing together. So All right, that's their thing. That's cool. I guess. So according to People, Jonathan Bailey opened up about filming sex scenes for Bridgerton during a recent interview. Kathy, he oh, said God. that uh, the actors are given consent forms ahead of filming, which outline quote which bit of skin we are going to show in each scene and where we would be touched and how. He added that it turns sex scenes into a choreographed dance. Oh, my balls! <laughs> I got an email from a listener because, you know, I've commented about right. um, the, the guy... The dong. The guy, yeah. No, the guy not being on the show anymore and how he was, you right. know, fully the show. And so she gave, like, her... Uh, she, she basically spelled it out as to why I should watch this season. It, right. was, it was really good, but basically she said they, they move on. It, it, the story is about... Uh, each child in the family. So okay. they're moving on, and it's why he's not in, you know, in this season is okay. because it's not surrounding around him. It's it's well, a new uh, child in the family and his relationship. Did you watch the trailer? Because they, they they got this new dude now who's yeah. all, he's coming out of the water with his wet shirt on, and I haven't seen his dong yet, but... <laughs> well, that, that is, this isn't the dong show. The dong I know, show is... I know, yeah. Uh, what was that show, Kathy? Oh, Sex Life. Sex but life. this is sex. Tons of... You oh, said there's this, a lot of yeah, sex. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and, yeah. Did you see dong? In the Bridgerton? Uh, no, 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 no. Ah, okay. No, that was the other. That's the oh, other yeah. show where the guy <laughs> just full frontal yeah, in the show, like, like a monster hog. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, let's see. According to Deadline, Disney employees plan walkouts due to the company's lack of compassion and advocacy in regards to Florida's "Don't Say Gay" bill. While Disney-owned Marvel Studios posted a statement to Twitter on the issue as well, the statement reads: "We strongly denounce." Any and all legislation that infringes on the basic human rights of the LGBTQ community, Marvel Studios stands for hope, inclusivity, and strength, and we proudly stand with the community. Uh, today, we pledge to continue our strong commitment as allies who promote the values of equality, acceptance, and respect. So Marvel has gotten on board with that as well, which is cool. Uh, Marvel Studios, speaking of, has released the first official trailer and premiere date for its long-awaited Disney Plus series, Ms. Marvel. Uh, the oh. series stars uh, Iman Vellani as Marvel's first Muslim superhero, Kamala Khan, a Pakistani-American teenager based in New Jersey, who moonlights as superhero Miss Marvel. I'm not familiar with Miss Marvel. I watched it. It looks um, very sort of uh, coming of age-ish. Okay. And um, they're, they're setting comedic. Up, yeah, they're setting up the Young Avengers. So yeah. there are all of these second generation mm. characters like uh, in, in WandaVision. Uh, the kids could be the Young Avengers. In uh, Hawkeye, uh, the, the girl who ends up partnering, partnering with Hawkeye, she could be the next Avenger. So all of these are basically the next Avengers, uh, you know, the next generation of Avengers, including okay. Ms. Marvel. So setting up for movies, yeah. and, I and guess. Listen, I mean, this Marvel universe is a multi-billion dollar oh, in universe. They're going to keep it going for as long as they possibly can. And I hope it's a total cash cow. Yeah, so why not? And and a, a lot of these characters have already been written in the comics anyway. So yeah, just keep the keep the stories going. So it's scheduled to premiere on Disney Plus June 8th. And the first official trailer, uh, Kamala is shown navigating a high school, relationships, family, her budding superpowers. Uh, Kevin Feige has previously said that in addition to having her own show, Kamala will be included, like Nick said, in the future Marvel films. And he first revealed that the project was in the works back in 2008. It's based on the 2014 comic book of the same name, by the way. Uh, We also have... Oh, um... Yeah, Steve, a little bit on uh, Star Trek. So there's a new James T. Kirk. Yes. Uh, Star Trek Strange New Worlds has cast the actor... 
and it is Paul Wesley who will be in the iconic sci-fi role. Uh, the Vampire Diaries actor, uh, actor will join the upcoming Paramount Plus series uh, in the show's second season, which is in production in Toronto. Uh, in an unusual move, the second season casting is being announced before the first season has even debuted. Strange New Worlds follows Captain Christopher Pike, who's going to be played by Anson Mount. Who's really good. As he leads uh, the USS Enterprise. Do I know him from anything, Anson Mount? I haven't seen him in anything, but I, I've watched him as Captain Pike on this show okay. and on Discovery and uh, Star Trek Discovery, and he's really good. The show is billed as a return to the classic Planet of the Week space exploration format of the original series, which is pretty cool. Uh, it also stars Rebecca Romaine as number one and Ethan Peck as science officer Spock. Uh, the series is a spinoff of Star Trek Discovery, which introduced these new iterations of Pike, number one, and Spock during its second season. It starts to get, there's so many tendrils now. For a while, you would have one series that was a Star Trek series that was airing. So whether it be Voyager or Enterprise or whatever, okay. Now there's like 19 different things, and, and I, I find myself, this is the one that I'm more inclined to watch. Uh, while Pike is the ship's captain, and Kirk will eventually be the ship's captain, Mount will continue as a series regular on the program in season two. So he'll... Uh, and they, they're changing the history up a bit, because yeah. there's some point at which he gets like a radiation burn. Remember they did it in the original series? Yep. And maybe they'll totally dismiss that plot line. Yep. To keep him unburnt. Uh, and then uh, one last thing, uh, Entertainment Tonight reports that a new five-part docuseries called Our Great National Parks is narrated by former President Barack Obama. Uh, the series will premiere on Netflix on April 13th. So I don't know how many, how many national parks are there, Nick? 63. So I'm probably not going to get to all those in a, well, maybe in a five-part docuseries. In a five-part yeah. docuseries. This part's pretty good. They have some elk and there's <laughs> Wait a minute. Look at the geysers over there. Yeah, that's that's the, Yellowstone. That's the other side. There's stuff going on. We were just lots watching, of trails, yeah. lots of birds. It's pretty cool. We were just watching a preview on the screen here in the studio, and they showed a hippo. Uh, there are no hippos in any national parks in the United States. One got out. Okay. Yeah. Got out from a zoo. Yeah, yeah. Sure. So maybe, maybe this is a worldwide thing? There's some gazelles. And, no. Uh, yeah. Folks like to see a hippo. <laughs> yeah, they're showing all kinds of yeah. exotic This has got to be a worldwide thing. So. Yeah. But it says it's called Our Great National Parks. Huh. Of the world? Okay. Of the world, yeah. Yeah, you know what? Maybe I guess so, right? It's got to be. I never even thought about the fact that other nations right. would have national yeah. parks. So that is... But when you it. say our, yeah, and Netflix is a um, an American company... Yeah, it says Our Great National Parks. I think episode Man. one should be him explaining this. I think our, that should be us. Now, I know you saw the hippo, but the hippos aren't uh, on our... Parks. All right, we're going to go to the clips now. Once again, 18 castaways must duke it out on the islands of Fiji in Survivor Season 42. Whoa. Season 42. Wow, wow, wow. man. Oh my God. In I this, think now's the right time to jump back in. Uh, in this clip, contestant Marianne Oketch talks about representing her home country. Here we go. I think the thing about what it means for me to be representing Canada is that it just shows how diverse Canada is. I think you had Erica and Chantel Smith from the previous season, and they're completely different than who I am. And then I think we also have two other castmates who are Canadian as well, too. I think Omer and Drea. And we're all completely different people. Shut the f- New episode of Survivor premieres tonight, 8 o'clock. That's on CBS. It is. Well, you know what? It's just like The Bachelor. They they do the same show every time, but it's what people want. It's a formula that works. It works. Stick with it. Next clip. 
That in the 1970s, a young feminist from Los Angeles joins forces with a low-rent publisher to create the first women's erotic magazine in Minx. Here, Ophelia Lovabond talks about her character coming to terms with her sexuality. How difficult it can be once you've got that idea in your head to that to to let go of it. I mean, obviously, this is in 72. Joyce has got to where she has by operating in a certain way. And she's terrified of relaxing in case that compromises it's had so far. I think it was it was interesting playing that kind of real fear. I don't I don't want to I don't yeah. think I want to see it. Minx premieres on HBO Max this Thursday. And that's it. So they got for you in the entertainment report this morning. All right, thank you for joining, friend. If you're just jumping in, we've got a lot of things going on today. We'll go live on Fox Good Day. It's our Wednesday type of thing that we do. We have a secret text word, chance for you to win a pair of tickets. It's MMR Rocks. Uh, Coy Wetzel with Aaron Jones and Bones Owens. They're going to be playing at the Franklin Music Hall on Saturday. So text the word secret to 39333. You might win. We're also going to have on the program this morning one Mr. Claude Giroux. Claude is playing in his one thousandth game as a flyer tomorrow night. It's incredible. We have a catered suite. We have tickets to give away this morning to that event. And if you win those tickets, you'll also be registered for an autographed jersey from Claude as well. We're also going to talk to JJ, Jim Jackson, uh, about the game. Uh, so it's a big milestone. It is. Yeah. It's something. And, and he's always been there for us. Uh, yes. He has, so, yeah. And uh, there's a good chance that maybe his last game is a fly. I know. I know. uh, Not happy about that. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment, and uh, we got stuff to get to. We hope that you'll hang out with us. Stay put. We'll be right back. MMR Madness, a rock band battle of the brackets. Beginning Monday, it's a field of 64, unlike any other. Matchups are hand-picked bands from Beer and Pancake, Preston and Steve, Jackson and Sarah, and Jackie and Brent. Four teams, four regions, four decades of rock. And your votes decide who makes it to the Fantastic Four and who wins it all. Get details and vote at WMMR.com or on the WMMR app. MMR Madness. Sponsored by Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram City. Shop Ram Truck Month at South Jersey's Truck Headquarters at 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Let's talk about this daylight savings time thing and uh, that it was (laughs) apparently getting closer to becoming a law. Right. That we won't use it anymore. Passed in the Senate. Yes. And uh, now we'll see. That's got to go through the house, house right? Right, and then uh, we'll see what. It seems like everyone's on board. Like though. Most people are on yeah, board. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, and and I know Nick, you were out on uh, the day that right. we switched the clocks over the, the first day back. I think it was no, no it was, it was, on Friday. Oh, it was Friday into leading guys, into it. Yeah, you guys chatted about it on Friday. I said yeah. something to the effect that I was glad you weren't here <laughs> because you kind of get a little bit on a pedestal about it. It's just something that I uh, am pro. Uh, you know, I, I think this is a good bill, and so I have an opinion on a matter. But yeah, I don't, I don't want to get on a pedestal. About well, I, didn't, it. I, I didn't feel like like doing a debate about it yeah, or anything sure. like that because we we found out, or at least Steve and I did, that I can go either way on it. Like I'm, I don't, I don't feel. I have firm. no skin in this fight because I'm fine either way. Yeah, uh, but apparently, uh, and I think we have had. In fact, Doctor Mike came on. I think last year when we were talking about it. There are actual medical issues that arise because of the uh, the the, man, the manual yeah. switching. There are a lot uh, yeah, that stro- strokes and heart attacks. Yep. Uh, there are, as was reported earlier in the news, there's a, a, an increase in traffic accidents. There, do you find, like for example, when we made the switch, 
Did you find yourself a take more tired than you normally are? This year, I did not. Okay. I, I, I tried to be cognizant of that. I compensated as well, so I was I, I didn't have an issue with it at right. all. Like now, I, was, I have remembered, I remember in years past going, man, I'm really wiped out what's after going on? That, uh, that hour. I was. I was exhausted, and I did, I never go into it thinking, oh, I'm going to be tired. I just like, whatever, You just your body gets used to it. But for whatever reason, I was absolutely exhausted, so I don't know if it was just well, an odd week or if it was indeed that, but um, they, they said that and I don't care either way either but um, you know like people like Nick who are pro um, but they're saying that there's no real evidence showing that it's going to really affect us in any way that that senator gave that information because you know that's what he believes right. that maybe this is what it will do and listen the seasonal depression is definitely a thing and yeah. uh, if, if it helps that then maybe it's worth well, it there, but there, there actually is though there, there's some there's some for example um, and I like I'm like you Kathy I'm saying, you can't be that impactful but uh, what what, what, what uh, current evidence best supports the adoption of the year-round standard time, uh, which doctors are saying, which aligns best with human circadian biology. Yeah, and, and Marco Rubio was saying yesterday, because uh, he was one of the presenters on this bill, that, um, yes, there are bigger issues out there, but this is something that most Americans actually agree on. There's bipartisan support on it. Uh, I don't really care so much whether we go to standard time or uh, saving time. Uh, that's my question. Which yeah. one's the? Yeah. Which so, one are they going to go I, with? I, personally, I prefer where we are now. But that's I like having uh, longer sunlight, day. Yeah, sun, sunlight later in the day. Uh, so more that, okay, often, wait. So if we stay with with now, we will have some dark mornings in the winter, and and so that that'll okay. affect us. And and I understand that argument. Um, and and there's actually uh, evidence, Steve, to support that um, sleep is actually improved by. Um, standard time by the opposite of what we are on right now. Oh, really? Yeah. So, um, but mm. for like mental health, for seasonal affective disorder, for productivity, uh, for people who like to golf, mm-hmm. uh, it, yes. it, this, this version is actually. What about yes. people who go and do elaborate lighting displays for the that's holidays? <laughs> um, uh, that's my thing because I love to see them light up. <laughs> but at the end of the day, for me, the, the biggest issue is is the switching. I think that that's antiquated and, and not necessary anymore. So, like, if we can get rid of the time switch twice a year, that's what I'm Listen, really in favor of. In in a day and age when you can pr- pretty much pick every aspect about yourself, everything. Uh, I think you should pick, and everyone should be able to be on what <laughs> yeah, time they want to be right. on. I was not late. Yeah. I am on. <laughs> yeah. In fact, no, I'm, I'm an hour early. I was okay. born standard so, time. But so yeah. suck it. <laughs> I identify as right. savings time. Thank you. So, Nick, all right, if it is the other way, then what does our day look like? Uh, I'm sorry, which one? Okay. So, so now, standard. right, we, we would we would then go, uh, we would have some, some dark morning. So if we went to standard. Right. What would what would what would be the downside? Uh, that would that would be the dark mornings that last longer. Right now we're oh. on saving time. So, so, Nick, oh, so, so, so we're on saving time right now, which means that uh, there is daylight later in the day, and so we would have in winter time we would have uh, sunsets that happen a little bit later, which is a good thing. Okay. Sunrises would also happen later, which would make it dark for us, especially in the morning. Time. So in the dead of winter. So so let's yeah, say yeah. we're we're in the middle of December. Um, like eight twenty-five sunrise, it'll be like an eight twenty-five okay. oh, wow. sunrise, yeah. which that's is late, late in the morning. And that then also, is. there's an argument uh, to be made for school children, you know, because yep. kids going to school in the dark has an effect on their studies, on their sleep, all of that type of thing. So there, there are reasons why, and I understand legit reasons why standard might be better than saving. And then. Will we start having school beginning later? This might lead to that, which I've heard they've as talked well. about. There are studies that kids go to school too damn early in the morning. There is a bill in Philadelphia right now for that very thing, especially mm. for high school students, that, that the start time 
for school, for high school, would be 9 a.m. And then that would be directly impacted by whether or not we go on standard time or on saving time. Oh, man. So if you start school wow. later, then that means after school sports are later. Totally. Yes. And that affects but the parents. It, but it's that lighter. That affects the parents. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That And so that I'm not down with. But right? they're recommending condoms. So okay. that you don't become so you a don't have to worry about well, it. If, if high school starts at nine, that means that the elementary school kids yes. are starting even later because right. they have to stagger for buses. So it yeah. also affects the travel industry, which uh, was something else that Marco addressed yesterday. Marco Rubio, the saying that um, I call him Marco. Yeah, uh, that, uh, <laughs> that's part of the reason why it's not going to go into effect if it does get passed until November of 2023. Um, and uh, but it's funny because like there are states like Hawaii and Arizona, most of Arizona that never switch. Right. So like sometimes in like uh, London, some of the time is like five hours ahead of us, and then some of the time of the year it's six hours ahead of us. And to me, that's bonkers. Wow. Mitch McConnell is passionate. Yes, yes, I heard. <laughs> um, no, the the uh, uh, I, again, I'm. It's like it's just the way of it. I'm used to it. Uh, but and I'm um, I'm trying to figure out which one I want now, though. Right. Which I one know. I'd rather? Yeah. So to me, when the weather's warmer, you'd probably like to stay out, have more daylight. Yeah. Right. Continuing through to the so in other words that to so that to me makes the most sense. Correct. Right. But I mean, there's a case I guess to be made the other way. Nick, you sold me on the golf. I think that's the one I want. I think I want I want I want light later in the day. How about we we move ahead a half hour? Oh, let's do that, <laughs> Steve. Right, that's, yeah. Let's do that. There, that that's actually, weird. that's a legitimate argument that's being presented right now. Splitting the difference. I'm not right, kidding. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. The, the, moving a half hour instead of moving an hour back, and, and so like. Instead of doing it an hour, doing it a half hour and splitting the difference between um, where we are now in, in between standard time and saving time. It's funny when you think about just how in general all of this is so arbitrary. Oh, completely. The number of days in a week, the, you know, uh, except for all the obvious. That, yeah, 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 yeah. All of that. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It might be kind of interesting. Do you know, uh, going back to arbitrary stuff, there's a, a book that uh, that Casey and, and Nick and I have read called uh, uh, Project Hail Mary, and it has to do with... Uh, with uh, Anyway, I won't get into details, yeah. but do you know why our number system is base 10? Uh, uh, no. Because we have 10 fingers. Yeah. Uh, there you and go. that's why. Yeah. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. arbitrary. You could base it on any number, yeah. Yeah. but it's easy for us to count with right. our fingers, and that's why our number systems are based right. on 10. Right, that's funny. Yeah, Isn't Iridians have a different system. But there yeah. you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Because aliens yeah. have six, six fingers or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's 18 o'clock. What? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, dude, okay, so why do military, why do they do... Actually, 20, the military clock makes o'clock? way more sense. It does. Than, just, than, it does? Than, 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 oh, yeah. But to me, I'm like, okay, if it is 17 o'clock... Oh, my God. At, what fi- freaking time o'clock? is it? 1,700 like, hours. Yeah. If, you, if you do it... I like saying 17 o'clock. That sounds you, funnier. If you use it for a while, I it very quickly makes sense. Because when I first started in radio, I used to have to do um, our um, transmitter readings. Yeah. And it was military time. Yeah. So I, and I worked overnights and sometimes late nights and stuff like that. So right. I was, you know, working at uh, 7, 8, 9, 10 o'clock. And I would have to, I, I got used to the military time. It is actually a <laughs> lot easier. I know it's simple. And it's simple arithmetic as and, well, and right? It, and and yep. it removes the need for AMP. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, uh, but anyway... With this switching, so Nick, you said it may be November of 2023 that yeah. that, that if it passes, and mostly, that's when we would uh, start it up? Yeah, mostly because of the travel industry <clears throat> and a few other, um, like, uh, you know, airlines and, and how it would affect international travel, domestic travel, th- those types of things. So it's not going to be for a while. It has to pass the House. 
It has to get signed by the president. So it's it's we're at least a year and a half away from it if it if it ends up. Uh, I'm game. Happening. I'm you know sure why not uh, again like I'm I'm not that wrapped up about it. So yeah, yeah we'll give it a shot. That's but fine. I I think. I think I would prefer this time now with the later yeah, I think so. day. Yeah, I know. I may be singing a different tune when we're in. When you December. can't see my, my lit decorations. Yeah, when it's yeah. when it's December and January and it's eight thirty and we've been on the hour or we've been on the 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 show. You know, doing the program for an hour and a half and it's still pitch black dark out. Yeah, I might feel a little bit different about that, but. But uh, when you're, um, <clears throat> you know, in the summertime and you're outside and you're having now, a great time. and Do you think there will be strong debates about which ones we choose? Probably. We There's like, going to be, right? We like debate about everything, you know, so I, I'm sure that there'll be some uh, back and forth on whether or not this one's better or that one's so, better. So uh, what blows my mind is that this actually became a thing uh, 1918, you saw, what was it? Something year? like that, yeah. Right, so, so I always thought it was more an agrarian-based decision. And you'd figure that'd be further back that it took place. I didn't realize it was that recent. I saw an interesting story this morning, and I don't I have it printed up. It's in the other room. Uh, a, a TikToker had realized, in, in talking about <clears throat> thinking things are older than they are, right, right, right. that the term bucket list, which right. is used regularly now, was not really coined until that movie came out in 2017, no. The maybe? bucket list? Yeah, really? the bucket yeah. list, huh. yes. Is that, that true? I believe so. I All right, let's check that out. Mm. No, I, that was the first time I'd ever heard of it. I remember. It's with uh, with uh, uh, Jack Nicholson and uh, Morgan, Morgan Freeman, Freeman, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. And so somebody made the observation. Thank you, Marissa. She grabbed it off my desk. Yeah. Uh, so it says, when did the term bucket list become a thing? Uh, no, it was 2007. I'm sorry, not 2017. Uh, a YouTube, uh, a uh, Twitter user uh, shared a clip uh, that is now has so many viewers scratching their heads. In it, she explains the term bucket list which refers to a list of things someone wants to do before they die, is actually much newer than people think. The information, which she said her boyfriend recently shared with her, was so shocking she couldn't help but make a video about it. And apparently, yeah, it came out in 2007, and people were freaking out. So the phrase is reportedly coined by the movie's screenwriter, Justin Zackham, Zackham, who in 1999 wrote himself a list of once-in-a-lifetime experiences uh, called Justin's List of Things to Do Before I Kick the Bucket. And it wasn't until the movie's release, uh, Dahl said that, that's uh, the TikToker, that the term gained widespread notoriety. Before the movie, there is nothing on the internet, nothing on Google Books. Really? And people have been looking, Dahl says, but no one can find any proof that this word or this phrase was ever used before 2007. Right. When did the phrase kick the bucket become oh, a popular I'm phrase? I'm sure that's been around for a long right. time. There were yeah. two uh, phrases that have worked their way into the popular uh, vernacular that um, I heard in college. One was MILF. Uh, I think the first time I ever heard that was like 93 or 94, and then it became popular. First with time Ameri- I heard that was in American Pie. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's what popularized it. And then uh, I remember people using the word shart in like the mid to late 90s. Uh, and then obviously we started having some fun with it too. But I think right. the first time I like it was popular was in uh, uh, the Ben Stiller, Philip Seymour Hoffman Yes. Movie. Oh, uh, yeah. in Along Came Paul. Yeah. Yeah. That's the first time I heard it. Okay. Philip Seymour Hoffman says yeah. it. I had heard it before okay. and I had heard MILF before. But you're talking about two movies that help propel it right, right, into right. the popular vernacular. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, that's... Um, that's pretty wild. But the bucket list since 2007, that's apparently yeah, yeah. the first arise. So that was a weird little... I'd like to find out when kick the bucket and what that pertains to, how that meant death. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's a good question. Uh, Nick, can you look up yeah. the entomology of that? Oh, Steve. Well, this is uh, morbid. As you, oh, jeez. But it has to do with hanging. Oh. Uh, so you're kicking oh. the bucket. Oh, as you're, oh, my uh, yeah. oh, 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 o
Holy kicking geez. the bucket as what? Oh, so like when you've been hanged, yep. uh, your feet are flailing about, and there there is a bucket that's been used to prop you up, and so you're kicking it over, and that's what hangs you. So you yeah, so you're so standing you, on the bucket, uh, they kick the they bucket kick out. out from underneath. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, that's not good. No. No. But now we know, and knowing's half yeah. the battle. It is half the battle. The more you know, right? Uh, yep. Yep. All right. So, anyhow, speaking of um, uh, daylight savings time and light and sleep and all these things, I did see this story that apparently sleeping for uh, only one night with a dim light, such as a TV set with the sound off, apparently raises blood sugar and heart rate of healthy young people participating in a sleep lab experiment. They said mm. it's bad for you to sleep with your TV on. Oh, okay. What? I sleep with the iron on. Is that a mistake? <laughs> it's probably not okay. a good idea. No, I I can't sleep with any light, light on. Light source? Do you put on one of those those beauty masks with the big I, the you know what? fake eyelashes? No, Steve, I don't because anything <laughs> on my head gives me a headache. Okay. Like I can't wear hats or put my hair in a ponytail or anything like that. Really? So I feel like those, yeah, I've never really tried those for that reason. We have, uh, we have a room uh, at our shore house that gets a lot of light in the morning, and so I have put the uh, uh, the mask, the mask on, on while really? sleeping in there. Yep, oh absolutely. Because it's uh, and is it's, it good? Right, it works? Right. Yeah, is it, it a rush mask? It's great. No, it's not a rush mask. All right. Um, <laughs> Do you put it? On? I have light canceling um, blinds in okay. my and so I, in in well, the movie where we watch a lot of the movies. You know, this kind of the the big screen uh, part of the house. That room there are apps what they call blackout blinds and they make yeah. the room pitch black mine are just light reducing and they make my room pitch black so I've, they're I've really out, effective i have blackout curtains yeah uh, in my basement right and those work yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like putting up a, a board right yeah. so my one brother is even worse than i am with lights go as far as sleeping uh so much so that <laughs> growing up he would take like blankets or a piece of um duct tape or something like that and put it over like the VCR light yeah. or like the little light on the TV. The wow. alarm clock had to be turned and facing the wall, not him. Kathy, I had I had a um, uh, an Amazon dot in my room, okay? And uh, it was before I knew that the flashing yellow light meant that there was a... Uh, notification. <laughs> notification. Yes. And I was trying to sleep God and I'm like, thing. it Why wouldn't turn like, off. Yeah, yeah. So I took a sock and I put it over it. I like I wrapped it in a yeah. sock because wow. I, I couldn't have it. You have four thousand four hundred and twenty-one notifications. Right, right. Yeah, Preston, I did the same thing with that. I'm like, why is this light going? I don't. Yeah. Know, it, it never lit up before. Why and I was sitting there going, now? Alexa, what's the yellow light? Yeah, yeah. And she wouldn't tell me. A yellow light is a light that is colored yellow. You know, or something no, stupid I have like this that. On Wikipedia. Yeah. <laughs> when you uh, when you travel, what do you do with the clock in your hotel room? Do you lick it? No. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's weird. I turn it around. I, I unplug it. Okay. Uh, I, I don't. So I can take. A, I can take a minimum, a little bit, because I have a few things with with the. Uh, <laughs> listen, I have a thing that that projects Nick the the time on my ceiling, so I'm okay with a little and, bit of light. All right. Do you and do you like that? Like, I mean, obviously, you I have set no it problem. Up. I need the room to be dark-ish, right. about eighty percent. Yeah. One or two small lights, like on a on a on the. Uh, uh, you know the, the any of the stuff in my entertainment setup there uh, that they can be on. I'm kind of like Kathy. I like it as dark as possible, but mm-hmm. I also like it like you guys, like cool and a fan going. Yep. You know, I need yep. that. Oh yeah. Well, I have I have these uh, these Nest um, smoke detectors, and when you walk oh. down the hall, they they raise a light. So, yes. Yeah, and then they diminish when you walk yeah, around. Yeah, yeah. It took cool. me about a month to figure out what the hell was going on. <laughs> no, is, is this like is that a carbon monoxide thing? <laughs> So this is the main reason that Rochelle and I don't share a bed together. She sleeps. Yeah. Put the television Preston, on. Put same, the TV same. on. 
God. Yeah. I, can't, I, I can't do that. No. So the dim light. That's is... why I stopped sleeping with Michelle. <laughs> and thank you. You just can't do I it. Can't. Yeah. So the, uh, the study found that the dim light entered the eyelids and disrupted sleep despite the fact that participants slept with their eyes closed. Well, there you go. That's a shocker. Uh, and the study... I gave up sleeping with my eyes closed. Uh, the study author, Dr. Phyllis Z, director of the Center of the uh, for Circadian uh, Sleep Medication, uh, had said, uh, heart rate typically drops at night, slowing down as the brain is busy repairing and rejuvenating the body. An alleviated heart rate at night has been shown in numerous studies to be a risk factory for a risk factor for future heart diseases and early death. High blood sugar levels are a sign of insulin resistance where the body, body stops using glucose properly and the pancreas goes into overdrive, flooding the body with the extra insulin to overcompensate until it eventually loses its ability to do so. So over time, insulin resistance can ultimately de- lead to type 2 diabetes. So this contributes to it's that. Old. That doesn't mean it's going to happen no. to everybody. Right. No, and you can do things to compensate, like right. uh, eat lots of candy. Right, right. So the, the, um... <laughs> Dr. Steve. <laughs> um, I'm your tracheotomy man. So prior research has shown an association between artificial light at night and weight gain and obesity, disruptions in metabolic function, insulin secretion, and light level for a second light in the lab. Well, another. Oh, this is a, a, a. That's a different page. Do you put? Do you put your? Is your phone set on the the uh, the? There is a light setting. I don't know exactly what oh, it's yeah. referred to, but it is for nighttime. Yes. When you have your phone yeah. in a stand next to you on on your bed, it will go to a different hue. Hue. Yeah, it's like dark and, mode, or whatever, right? Right. right. Yeah. And it's it's more acceptable to you when you sleep. Uh, no, I just I lay it face okay. down. I lay it face down, so it's on the table, and I won't. All right. If any. Mine, any, any kind of alerts come up or anything like that, it won't, I won't see any light. Mine's in a charger next to me with the face up. Okay. Uh, so what do you need to do? Well, here they say close your blinds and curtains, turn off all the lights, and consider using a sleep mask. Ah, uh, Kathy. Yeah. But you, you get a headache from it, right? I, I don't know. I just haven't tried it for that reason. Okay. Uh, it says to Could you put a pound cake on your face. <laughs> you know what? The pound cake can be good. Yeah, it can. Yeah. <laughs> What's the pound cake that I love down the shore? Stock. So yeah. Oh. Well, Philly, really. If oh, you okay. do a put the put a trench in the middle of the bread for your nose, right. okay. it will you stay in that. place. That stuff's dense, man. It yeah, 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 yeah. It is. Yeah, yeah. That's what is problem. that on Preston's face? That's his sleeping pound cake. <laughs> but actually, Chef uh, Soul, Chef cake. Keith, his pound cake is. The best. Oh, oh yeah? really? The best I've ever had in my entire Keith? life. Keith? Yeah. Oh, he's awesome. Mm-hmm. I don't. Uh, I don't believe you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. It. I think we're going to need uh, proof. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not that. so sure about his chicken either. <laughs> that stocks pound cake. I found it at a place at the shore. They had it frozen in the freezer. Yeah. And I mean, you pick it up and it weighs like ten pounds. <laughs> it is oh, unbelievably but I, good. I am. Uh, I need Chef Soul. I need. Uh, yeah. yeah. And it's calorie free. It is. That's yeah. the wonderful <laughs> thing about it. a lot of people don't know it. And it makes a great night mask. Absolutely. <laughs> I love it. We went from lights while sleeping to pound cake. Pound cake. It's a night mask. <laughs> what we do. Uh, so check your bedroom for sources of light that are not necessary. Uh, if a nightlight is needed, to keep it dim at the floor level so that it's more reflective rather than right next to your eye or bed level. So, so they're saying like reflected light is okay. Would they consider my drone charging station uh, necessary? Because yes. uh, that lights up at night. <laughs> well, yes, because okay. you never know I when you might need to activate it. See the house from the sky. security yeah. or I whatever. slept with a nightlight on as a kid, and so I always sleep with some sort of light in my room. You I like have the to. TV. Yeah, yeah, I sleep the TV on. You are on a TV and, on person. Yeah, but when I was a kid, I had a Snoopy nightlight, and that sat in my, uh, before I ever had a TV in my room. So 
I was yeah. a nightlight guy. Yeah. yeah, as a kid. When, yeah. when my wife goes away, she's got to take um, her, an iPad full of TV shows that are her sleeping shows, mm-hmm. and she will put them on, and they will run like. Eight in a row. Yep. Last and, night and was it'll be uh, running there with an iPad next to her, like in the oh hotel. She was fall asleep actively <gasps> watching with, the show. Right. That okay. is that is that is how she goes to sleep. Okay. Yeah. Like, last night was Guardians Guardians of the Galaxy for me. So I have to go to sleep to something that I already know that right. I don't have to like turn around and watch. Wait, Case. What, what was it? The Rocky or Rocky Three or something? Where? You, oh yeah. Oh no, yeah. When Rocky, whenever Mickey dies, that's Rocky Three. You, you had a, him, you yeah. had a Rocky dream. I had a Rocky. I was you at I was at uh, Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> State. Uh, yeah, so, and when I showed up to his estate, uh, uh, Sylvester Stallone came and uh, I, I think I landed in a helicopter and, and he came to welcome me. Okay. And I couldn't understand what he was saying and he was, and the, the movie was playing in the background. In my, and that's why, yeah. so you think yeah. he's there too, he gets off of the helicopter. I get, no, I, I got off oh, the helicopter. You got off the helicopter. Casey, yeah. Coming. yeah, and he stands there, but everything he's saying is Everything he's saying is crying he's crying. crying. He's <laughs> Oh he was trying to tell you you could sleep in the guest bed. Yeah, he was like, you know, let me, let me take your coat. Yeah. You want something to drink? I had another. We're going to have a great, we're going to have a great time. We got more to do. You seem upset, Sly. What? Uh, I had another dream one time where uh, Caddyshack was playing in the background, and I was playing golf with Vaisekahema, and he was saying farts, double farts. Okay. Yeah. Like so, Spalding does. And I like that. I like that, uh, you know, my dreams are then taken over by whatever movie I'm watching. Wow. What, what, what they, what they the, having the set on, though, is, as this report says, is going to... It, it makes you less lucid during the day. It has health ramifications, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah nah. supposedly. That's the deal. But nah, not worth it. I, not, this Turn it what, off. It's what would I you, know. Would you have a hard... Okay, here's the other thing. Would you have a hard time sleeping in a dark room? No, no. I have a hard time falling asleep, I think, when I don't have uh, stuff in the background. Okay. Noise and... Yeah, I don't know what it is, but yeah. that's just how I No, know. listen, you're not alone. There, yeah. I'm sure there are loads of people that think the same way. But I will, you know, like if a, the TV, my TV now, I don't even have to have a sleep timer on it. It just eventually turns off if I haven't touched the remote Yeah, a lot a of the sets will do that and now, yeah. So uh, so when I wake up in the morning, it's it's dark in my room, but when, okay. I, go to, when I go to sleep, it is... wake <laughs> 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 That's your that's your alarm in the morning. Wake up, wake up, Mickey. Yeah, that ought to get you. By the way, how how's that written in the script? That, that yeah, yeah, right. That exchange, uh, blubber like an idiot. Blah blah, really, blah blah. Hey, I like this. We're gonna have to use this in Rocky Five. <laughs> All right. Well, anyhow, you know how we got started on this conversation? Daylight savings time. Yeah. Uh, and the fact that uh, it's passed through the Senate, getting closer to making a law that we would not be switching our clocks twice a year. And we'll see if that ends up uh, happening or not. So, and uh, like some of us said here, me and Steve and Kathy are like, okay. Okay. Whatever. I guess so. Yeah. But, um, we'll, uh, we'll see. Now, I, I am curious about which time they decide yeah. on. 
That's that's the uh, the. the I'm opting for this time. I like this. Uh, time this better. time up here, yep. <laughs> our time. Yeah. All right, let's take a break, but let's do something really cool. Yeah. All right. Let's give away a chance for you to join us in a catered suite tomorrow night as Claude Giroux plays his 1,000th game as a flyer. If you win, you'll also be registered to win a um, uh, signed autograph, uh, an autographed jersey from Claude Giroux. So we'll take caller number 19. So this is tomorrow night, by the way. Do not call if you can't go. But uh, you'll get in the suite, and a few of us from the show are going to be there. 215-263-WMMR. Caller number 19. We are going to set you up. We'll come back in a second. We go live on Fox Good Day and get to the Bizarre File when we return. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. Well, it's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme has everything you'll need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app to shop for this season's essentials any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We got a couple minutes before we go on, Fox. I would like to say thank you to a listener who sent something to me. She wrote, I hope you enjoy this shirt as much as I enjoyed making it. I'm just starting out making items such as shirts, decals, and other items with my uh, cricket and was honored to be able to make this for you. Please make sure that you tag me on Instagram when you receive slash wear it so I know. Uh, anyhow, this is from Amy uh, Awasik, I think is how you say her name. Uh, name it says, uh, thank you again. Enjoy your longtime listener, first time and what ever. is it? Uh, it is, I was scared because Dracula. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I was scared because Dracula. It's cute. It's definitely cute. She went with kind of like a cartoonish. Looking, I like it, yeah. Uh, looking Dracula. So thank you, uh, Amy. That was uh, very nice of you. And that was from a... Uh, caller last week who um, we were talking about ending up in uh, somewhere and not knowing how to get out. And right. He was in a uh, a haunted house and at the shore, <laughs> and he was scared because Dracula he tried to get out. That's all you need to know. Hey, a heads up that uh, MMR Madness is starting on Monday, and it's uh, sponsored by friends at Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram City. We had our draft yesterday. Uh, that video, I'm not sure when that's going to be coming out, but the event takes place starting Monday, uh, every hour from noon through 7. And some interesting things happened during the draft. Sure did. I got poached big time yeah. Uh, yeah. by Sarah and Jackson. And, uh, yeah, we'll have to dive into a little bit more detail on that down the road. But you'll be able to vote for the Vans in a bracket style. Uh, and we have... Uh, uh, four regions, 70s, 80s, 90s, and 2000s, 64 bands, and you'll be picking who wins. So get yourself ready for that because it will start on Monday. Should be hearing music, and there it is, going live on Fox Good Day. Here it is. I'm trying to get into my yogurt because I normally get a snack this time of day. Uh-huh. Oh, this is good. Mm, cherry, cherry yogurt. Well, maybe I shouldn't be eating on live television. There are new study precedents, Steve, revealed unusual eating spots, and nearly one in six admitted to devouring snacks on the toilet. Mm. No. Kathy <laughs> <laughs> says no. It's not okay. Listen, I'm not going to lie and say that I haven't done that before, but uh, it's not like I make a habit 
of snacking while I'm uh, doing my duty. Doesn't your toilet paper dispenser have a charcuterie board attached to it? A little bit. (laughs) You kind of pull it across, and if you use, like, two-ply toilet paper, it'll hold. Uh, How about in the bathtub, Steve? Well, when I'm cleaning out the drain, I like to eat hummus uh, in the bathtub. Uh That's my ritual. Uh, I don't like that notion. The toilet... Uh, no, I, I tend to keep food out of the bathroom. I don't get crazy, uh, you know, uh, with that. But I know some people actually, something that Preston and the guys have talked about a lot is people who like to drink beer in the shower. Oh, that's the best. So that's a big thing. Oh, what? that is the best. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The summertime. In the shower in the summer. What's that about? Oh. It's, a, it's oh. a thing. It's about freedom. <laughs> that's what it's about. It's about being you. <laughs> uh, Alex, you got to try it. I know you just got, you, you've been posting pictures of you on vacation. Uh, it, next time that you're in a uh, a resort or something like uh-huh. that, take a beer into the shower <laughs> with you. It's so liberating. Everyone, We've been missing out. They oh, yeah. rave about it. Yeah. Especially if you can get an outdoor shower. Yes. You know, like in the summertime down the shore, oh, cold beer, outdoor fun. shower. It's fan freaking tastic. You know, it's fun eating a full turkey dinner in the back of an Uber. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> Different strokes. It's just, it's. I find it liberating. <laughs> Kathy, I heard you go no <laughs> for eating snacks on the toilet. Yeah, Do no. You, are you on your phone on the toilet? Um, I, my phone, yes, is in the bathroom with me. I'm not necessarily on it while I'm on the toilet. She, but she I, FaceTimes but a lot. I, No, but I, it will be with me. It'll be on the counter or, like, next to me where my, uh, my tub is. Yeah. Well, 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 then why not use it if it's there? I, well, I don't know because I because honestly, you, if you uh, you guys don't know me, I'm like the biggest germaphobe ever. So I have my hands have oh, to get okay. washed. I actually will wipe my phone down with like a Clorox wipe. Yeah, she's okay. insane. She's yeah. insane. Whereas we use fruit roll ups as toilet paper. Seriously. She's <laughs> she, she's she's going Andromeda strain on all her stuff. Yeah. Uh, the common thing was. You know, I wouldn't kick somebody out of bed for eating, you know, crackers. Right. The people do snack in bed. You never heard oh, that. Oh, I do that. I you snack in bed. in bed? Yes, I well, eat. What is, your, what is your snack in bed? What is your snack of preference? What would it be? It could be anything. Something crunchy? It might even be dinner. Is it ribs? <laughs> Barbecue ribs. <laughs> Spaghetti. I'm just saying. It's like a crime scene afterwards. <laughs> right. Well, um, towel down or I have a little t- lap thing that you put in your, you know, yeah. so you can sit and, yeah. yeah. So you have your special snacking tarp that you put down. <laughs> well, I'm down for eating in bed. I like that, Alex. Yeah. I think that's a, that's a good time. Looking oh like a snack. Oh, my gosh. Food isn't even allowed upstairs at oh my, my house. God. Oh, really? Oh, that's fun. That, right? that sounds so much fun. Why would you take it upstairs? We gotta go. We gotta go. All right. right. We'll see you later. Food doesn't go upstairs. Why would it go upstairs? Why does it need to travel upstairs? Just eat it in the kitchen. Is that the only place you can eat in the house is in the kitchen? Standing next to the sink is the only place you can eat. So I'll just tell you a quick story. Uh, when Jace was little, he was a, he was a baby. I mean, maybe two, three years old. And uh, he would like to watch his little shows and have a snack on the couch. And at that age, he would eat and he would get up and get the little hand back and vacuum the couch when he was done. Steve. <laughs> They're all going to laugh at you. No wire hangers yeah. in that house. <laughs> No wire hangers. Get your dustbuster. Get your dustbuster. I remember Ever. my mom saying, she goes, he vacuums his crumbs? I'm like, yeah, he does. Because he saw me do it so many times. And, you know, when you're a kid, the little hand back, that's fun. Right. Mr. Romano, we found four dead woodchucks in your son's <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, my God. All right. Well, listen. We got to do the Bizarre file, so let's get to it. Bizarre. WMMR presents bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. All right. Brought to you this morning by East Coast Roofing and Siding. And uh, they also are East Coast Roofing, Siding, and Windows. And they serve South Jersey. Uh, since 1979, if you call, they'll show up. So we'll start with this. Pretty messed up story. Two people are dead after being attacked by a loose camel what? near a Tennessee petting zoo. This is an amazingly horrible story. It actually happened a few days ago. Yeah. The sheriff's office said that it received reports of a camel on the loose that was attacking people. Last Thursday afternoon near Shirley Farms Petting Zoo, deputies found two unconscious victims on the ground upon arriving at the scene, and the camel was still on the loose. An audio dispatcher can be heard reporting two 911 calls for two people being viciously attacked by a camel at Shirley Farms. Officials from multiple agencies responded to the incident, and they attempted to provide aid to the victims and move them to a safe place, but... The camel attacked a sheriff's office vehicle before it moved towards the deputies who were transferring a victim to emergency medical services. And at that time, officers had to put the camel. They had to shoot the they camel. Shoot the camel. Shoot it and kill oh, it. It, 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 it. It just freaked. And and the notion, you think about camel killing, okay, what, killing two people. Yeah, and they're big. So yeah. uh, the two victims were pronounced dead at the scene. They've been identified as Bobby uh, Matheny, who was 42, and Tommy Gunn, who was 67. Uh, Shirley Farms said that they are upset and grieving about the attack and do not have further comment at this time. It's horrible. That is a freak mm. incident. A family-owned gas station in Houston, Texas, lost out on nearly $5,000 after a group of thieves <laughs> stole more than 1,000 gallons of fuel last week in a series of brazen daylight thefts. This was like a James Bond-level theft. Yes, the they used a trap door in their vehicle to access a locked manhole cover and ultimately suck out the gasoline <laughs> stored in underground tankards. So they parked over it, yep. removed that opening, and went to work. Uh, Jerry Thale, who owns the uh, uh, the gas station, said the way they did it was very sneaky. He caught them in action on surveillance footage. Said they were doing it in front of so many people, so many different customers. Thale's family owns the uh, Fuqua Express gas station in Houston. Uh, Thale ultimately caught onto the act after noticing a deficiency in his stores of about 350 gallons of diesel per day for three days in a row. At that point, he said he began combing through the surveillance footage and noticed a green van that was just parked out there. He said each time they were there, about 15 to 20 minutes in a high-traffic time. And later realized that a black SUV was playing lookout to aid their crime. In total, Thales said the thieves stole stole over 1,000 gallons of gas, explaining we had locks on our fill caps, and still they were coming in, and I think they, that they were locking it with their own locks. So they had, had replaced the locks. It, it's just it, it, brazen is the word. Uh, Thale was in his office on Friday just hours after calling the Houston Police Department about the alleged thefts when he noticed the same green van pull up and took off after it. He said, I needed to have them see me going after them and to scare them away. In total, he said the heist cost his family about $5,000. Wow. Uh, in Michigan, for the second time this week, emergency crews rescued two men from the waters of the Saginaw Bay after they plunged through the unstable ice. The same two men that they rescued in the first incident. So come on, these guys, come on. they had to go after them twice. 
The two anglers were trying to retrieve items that had to be abandoned during their first rescue when they needed to be rescued yet again. On Wednesday, March 9th, deputies were dispatched to the marina after being alerted to two men being in the water after their boat capsized. Prior rescue, uh, the prior rescue occurred on Sunday, March 6th, and saw the two men, 23-year-old Jonathan Doherty and 29-year-old Nicholas Mullins, have to uh, leave behind. They had to leave behind their snowmobiles, snowmobiles or fishing equipment, and a pop-up camper due to a large crack in the ice. The U.S. Coast Guard rescued a third person with the men on that date as well, about two miles offshore. So they took a 12-foot flat-bottom boat to cross the water out to the ice flow when it capsized in rough waters. They're going into right. frozen, frozen waters. waters. Rough waters. One of the two men's cell phones still worked. He managed to call 911, giving updates on their location of the worsening conditions. The U.S. Coast Guard also responded and deployed an airboat and a helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> the men were found about a mile and a half into the bay and were in the water or uh, for just over an hour. They were rushed through the shore, placed in waiting ambulances, and taken for what appeared to be non-life-threatening injuries. Uh, They had been wearing life jackets. Uh, The boat the men had taken out sank. Uh, Their other property had to be uh, that uh, they had been trying to retrieve was not hauled in either. Uh, They were not issued citations or charged with any offense, something that is not done to people who are rescued. The Coast Guard can issue fines to people who leave property on the ice after advisories have been issued urging people to stay off of it, though. So we'll see if they end up getting fined for that. Uh, and then finally, we'll go with this one. A Well, this is a pretty messed up story. Um, a 42-year-old Yonkers man has been arrested on attempted murder as a hate crime and other charges in the vicious caught-on-camera beating of a 67-year-old Asian woman who was, was attacked as she was returning home last week. You watch this footage and you can't believe what you're seeing. It's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, cops responding to a call around 6.15 in the evening uh, for reports of a dispute found the victim bloodied in the vestibule of her building. The, the suspect, identified as Tamel Esco, was still outside. The victim had simply passed by Esco on her way home, and he yelled a racial slur at her, so she ignored him. When she moved to unlock the second door to enter the lobby, the suspect punched her in the head from behind, knocking her to the floor. Oh, listen to this. Then he proceeded to punch her in the head and face more than 125 times with alternating fists strikes before foot-stomping her seven times and spitting on her. He was pummeling her. He was trying to kill her. Yeah. It's insane. The victim suffered facial bone fractures, brain bleeding, and multiple contusions and lacerations to her head. She remains hospitalized, is expected to survive. A witness said she called 911 when she saw Esco punching the woman while on top of her. And that witness's interference may be the only reason that the victim is still alive. Yvette Crespo is her name. She said, I started knocking on the door. And when I did that, it caught his attention. And that's when he got off of her. He went out the door, went to the corner, put his hands up, and roared, she said. Uh, Esco, who lives in the same building along with the victim, was taken into custody without incident at the scene and later remained uh, remanded to Westchester County Jail pending his next court appearance. Uh, he has a criminal record yeah. and has previously served, ti- served time for assault. Uh, so this dude's going to be going away for a long time. Hope so. For yeah. attempted murder. Messed up. All right, and there you go. That is the bizarre file. All right, we have a secret text word, your chance to win tickets. MMR rocks Coy Wetzel with Aaron Jones and Bones Owens, and that is Saturday at Franklin Music Hall, so text the word secret to 39333. By the way, tickets are on sale now for that. Uh, before the show is over, we'll have another chance for you to end up in a suite 
at the Flyers game tomorrow night for Claude Giroux's 1,000th game. He will be joining us when we come back, and so will Jim Jackson as well. Stay with us. We'll be back in just a moment. Join Brent Porsche and Sam Adams Friday from 7 to 9 at New Deck Tavern, 3408 Sansom Street in University City. Catch all the action on the hardwood. Play Sam Adams Papa Shot for sweet prizes and enjoy $5 Sam Adams drafts. Their next guest is reaching a milestone tomorrow night. He is the only the second person in the franchise history of the Flyers to do this, and that is to reach the 1,000-game mark, by the way. Wow. This song is called 1,000 Horsepower. That's what we're going to play it, so a little bit as we lead into it, but it's a biggie, and that's been since 2006, so we are excited to have someone we like to call friend on the program, Claude Giroux. Yay! Claude. Hey, <laughs> how's you it do- going, everyone? Good, buddy. How you doing, man? Uh, good, good. Hey, uh, l- a lot of emotions the next, uh, the last few days, so it uh, should be uh, should be a fun one tomorrow. Yeah, I can imagine, man. I mean, so that's uh, that's a huge number with, with one team. That is just, it, it still blows me away when I look back. We, we were watching a video of you, which was on uh, the Flyer social media, of you watching yourself uh, when you, I guess it was at the draft, or I don't know exactly what it was. It was one of your first interviews, and the look on your face now, and looking back at that kid, and and all you've accomplished, it's it's. I didn't even recognize you, honestly, uh, it, as <laughs> as a kid. You look so different, but it's got to be an amazing accomplishment. I mean, are, are you going to? Uh, it, it's got to be a lot to take in, a lot to think about. Uh, you know, when people, especially, are you asking about this though? How does how do you feel about all of it? Oh, like I said, a lot of emotions, you know, just uh, being a, a 18-year-old kid getting drafted by the Flyers and uh, not too sure how your future is going to uh, gonna go. And, you know, it's been, it's been a really fun ride. And uh, the whole organization, starting with Mr. Snyder when I came in, mm. um, just a great organization that takes care of their players. And, um, you know, uh, there's not a better way to do it uh, uh, but to do it with this franchise. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, it, it, and, and I'm, I'm going to touch on this a little bit, and I know that you you really can't say too much, but I mean the the, the word is is you, you'll probably move, be moving on uh, shortly, and I just wanted to, I mean I don't even know how to ask you about that because it's uh, something that you probably can't really comment on. So you know what 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 do you say when people ask you, are you still going to be here with the Flyers in a few weeks? Well, I mean, I don't really have an answer for them. I don't okay. really know myself. So, uh, you know, it's uh, uh, it's definitely not something uh, fun to think about or uh, or talk about, that's for sure. And, um, you know, right now I'm kind of very excited to celebrate my 1,000 game with okay. uh, with the fly- with the Flyers. And uh, I, got my, I got about 25 to 30 people in town right now. Uh, all, my, uh, wow. all my family came down. So it's uh, last night we had a great time, play with all the kids outside, and uh, you know just trying to enjoy it as much as I can right now. Yep. You know, you were watching that video that Preston was alluding to, and that that video happened about 16 years ago. I imagine at some point somebody might hand you an iPad, and and uh, 16 years from now, and you'll look back on tonight, and you'll have a different perspective then. Looking back on it, it's hard to acknowledge and understand everything while you're going through it, right? Like, you, you have a game to play tomorrow night. You're still the captain of this team. You're trying to win games. So I, I know it's kind of hard to acknowledge while you're actually going through it. But you do have a long career in the city to look back on. And so that in and of itself has got to be gratifying. Would you agree? 
Yeah, I mean, everybody that I talk to that has played a thousand games before, they just tell me to just enjoy it. You know, it's uh, uh, those moments you don't, uh, uh, it doesn't happen often in your life, and you just got to make sure you don't get distracted and just, just enjoy it with your teammates, your family, and friends. And uh, that's what I plan to do. And uh, it's definitely a lot right now, but, uh, you know, you just got to go uh, one step at a time here. I don't. I don't know, and I think that uh, Philadelphians really do um, know and appreciate how lucky we are to have had you in the city for as long as we have. And I just, I, how are you received all across the league? Like, if you ended up somewhere else, right? If you ended up drafted by another team, do you think that the Flyers fans would have as much respect for you? Um, you know, if you ended up playing for another team, because you don't, to me, seem like you're a player that is is hated in other arenas. Oh, I mean, <laughs> I'm not very liked in a lot of stadiums or arenas, but uh, just to think about it's kind of kind of weird, and uh, uh, you know, I'm not too sure what to say about that, but. <laughs> Well, you're sure um, as hell not Sidney Crosby. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're a likable. You're, you're a likable guy. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, I like to think so. I mean, uh, you're asking me if they're gonna respect me, so I don't. I. It's not really a question for me. I don't really know. Uh, it's not like I go out there and try to make friends. So. Uh, I guess uh, we'll just have to wait and see. All right, all right. So with that, with that thousand game, and, and with all this looking back, and like you said, all the emotion uh, and all that. Um, what's been, uh, what are, what are some standout moments that have been just a lot of fun, uh, for you as a player? Cause I mean, this is your job and you have to work really, really hard and there are, are times that are serious and impactful and all that, but you guys get to have a lot of fun as well, you know? Oh, for sure. I think, uh, uh, I've been lucky enough also to have so many good, uh, uh, good teammates, not only on the ice, but just great guys in the locker room. And, uh, we've always bonded well, uh, all the teams that I've been on, and uh, I think you don't get that in every franchise. And um, you know, you just just go on the road with the guys and kind of playing golf or just playing bowling or whatever it is. Um, you know, I've been lucky enough to have uh, guys that enjoy being in the NHL, enjoy being around the other guys, and uh, it's been. Uh, uh, I definitely feel very very lucky. I wanted to ask you about uh, two players in particular because uh, somebody was asking Scotty Hartnell earlier this week about some of uh, his memories of playing with you, and he alluded to the fact that one of the best lines he was ever on was with you and Yarmir Yager. And, you know, twenty twenty hindsight, but I really wish the Flyers had kept Yager around longer. He ended up playing in the league for several more years. I mean, he's still playing semi-professionally uh, in overseas in Europe. Um, what was that uh, line like, playing with Hartnell, playing with Yager, and uh, Yager in particular? Yeah, I mean, when I came into the league, Hartsey really took me under his wing. Uh, you know, he's been in the league for a while at that time, and uh, he was just a veteran, and well, he made sure to let us know he was a veteran too, but uh, he was able to kind of uh, put me under his wing and um, guide me in the right place, and, and, and Yag just complimented uh, uh, us very well because he was – I've never seen somebody work so hard uh, in Yags, and uh, me and Hartsey like to have fun in practice, but he kind of – he, he kind of pushed us a little bit to take it a little bit more serious. Not that we didn't, but um, we're just trying to enjoy the game. And we took it a little bit more serious and, and worked on some things that normally we wouldn't work on. And it just, the whole, that year, the whole year just, it went, it went so fast. It was so much fun. 
in uh, you know when you have a Hall of Famer like Jack that that can show you the way. Uh, I mean, it, made, it just made our job a lot easier. We just trusted in what he thought and what would work, and um, so we didn't have to think about it. You don't get to the NHL and stay at the NHL for a thousand games without having some sort of skill, but then also, um, you know, to have that competitive edge. And I never realized how competitive you were until I, I competed against you in, in a bowling match. <laughs> right. And, uh, it, I mean, you were completely and totally dialed in, and I don't think you will ever enter any sort of competition without the expectation of, of completely throttling your opponent. Uh, I will say, however, uh, you still haven't not held up to your end of the bargain, <laughs> even though you won. Uh, so I am going to say this. You do not have to come and play hockey with uh, my uh, neighbor's kids anymore because they're now almost adults. But, uh, uh, you know, when the season's over and if you end up uh, back here and, and not in Canada for any uh, stretch of time, love to take you out and play some golf sometime. All right, sounds good. But let's be honest, it wasn't much of a competition at all. <laughs> yes, it was! Yes, it was! You beat me by, like, two! You beat me by two! I actually, I bowled a really damn good game. I really uh, did. He doesn't you just... seem to recall it that way, Case. Oh, I just... Yeah, I just keep, just keep telling yourself that. <laughs> if you don't stay in the city, are you really going to miss Casey? But... <laughs> Yes. <laughs> hey, I, I wanted to ask to Casey's point, uh, G, with, when it comes to uh, competition. All right, what about with your kids? Okay, so as they're growing up and you're playing whatever game, whatever whatever it might be, it could even be a board game or something like that. If that true competitive spirit is there, are you going to try to beat them, or are you going to let them win from time to time? Uh, right now he's two and a half, so I let him win once in a while. But uh, I think once when he gets old enough, and but when he's gonna start winning and he's gonna put it back in my face, I think that's when uh, uh, that's when uh, we're gonna start really competing. So uh, I'm pretty excited about that. That's when the, the video game thing, man. When my sons started to be able to beat me and yeah. like Halo and stuff like that. Oh, I just I quit because yeah, yeah. they were they were just destroying <laughs> yeah. me, just absolutely killing me. F you. Yeah. <laughs> and it gets old real quick when your kids start beating. Listen, you. at a certain point your kids will be able to beat you. I don't know where, you know, the um, you know, your decline in their in, in, and rise yeah. will will meet, but at a certain point they so my son who's 14 right now, he's playing rugby and he's trying to tackle me in the house, you know, very quite often and I don't let him do it because at a certain point he will be able to, right? So Right now, like, no, it's not happening. Yeah, hey, by the way, growing up, what was it uh, the the dynamic in your family like as far as uh, sports went? Did your did your uh, did your dad play hockey, and did uh, did you guys uh, you know did he come at you and play pretty hard if that was the case? Well, it's funny. Uh, our family, when I was three, I started playing hockey, and <laughs> my sister was eight, and uh, my parents never played hockey before, so the whole family we started playing hockey all at the same time. So uh, it was kind of fun that. Everybody was kind of a new sport for everyone, and um, and yeah, our family. My, like my sister's five years older, so we all our life we just competed everything. Uh, she didn't like me very much when I was, <laughs> I was younger, oh. but uh, you know, it just it was it, it was just fun to be a part of. And Is... it could be, we played a lot, we played a lot of cards growing up, so that was kind of the way we started competing. Is she coming in uh, for the game tomorrow? Is she already in town? Uh, she's got three little young boys, so uh, 
I think she might come, but it's, uh, it's a game-time decision right okay. now. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, you know, speaking, I talked about my son earlier. He goes to the prep, and um, you guys did something really cool a couple of weeks ago where all the players, when you guys were walking into the arena, uh, were wearing high school um, hockey sweaters, and you wore the hockey sweater for for St. Joe's prep. You know, did, did, uh, did that just get handed to you, or did you select that? Well, I was looking at the jerseys, and I didn't really know uh, – all of them, so I was kind of looking at them, and at that time, I was just going for style. And then uh, uh, Nick Nick Schultz came up to me. He goes, my kid goes to, to this school. I'm like, all right, sounds good. I'm going to wear this one. So uh, and I on, on on Twitter, everybody that goes to that school were tweeting at me, and uh, I thought it was pretty cool. Nice. It was really, really cool. And I, I just I don't know whose idea it was to do that, you know, somewhere in, in the uh, organization, but uh, it definitely got, like, a, a lot of um, a lot of press. Yeah. Uh, you'd mentioned, uh, not only, you know, uh, I'd asked about your sister coming in town, but, uh, who, who else from, uh, from your, uh, from your life is going to be there for the game? Do you have any old coaches from back in the day or anything like that, that are making a special trip? Uh, to be honest, they're not telling me much. Uh, <laughs> I, I just know, I just know my family's here. Uh, my mom, dad, um, uh, my wife's side of the family and uh, a lot of cousins and kids and. Uh, <laughs> right, now let me ask you: Do you, you you talked about a lot of emotions? Uh, do you um, do you get choked up at things like this? Uh, G, does it sometimes um, show that uh, that you're emotionally touched? Yeah, to be honest, I didn't think I was going to get too emotional. Um, I remember Jake Borchek when when he left, he got a little emotional, and I uh, I was like, I, I don't think I'd be like that, but it's uh, it's definitely hitting me harder than I thought. Mm. Um, you know, it's been a fun journey. I just a thousand game. It you don't really think about it. It went so fast. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've known you. I, I I've known you guys since since I'm very young. So, uh, you know, just just moments like like this, knowing that you know we we've been pretty good friends all, all these years. Yeah. Uh, being oh. able to, to stay in touch and uh, you know, just moments like this, it's kind of it kind of touches you a little bit. Well, listen, if you feel that it's getting away from you um, uh, tomorrow night, um, do something horrendous, and then uh, everyone will talk about that. (laughs) Yeah, instead of making a big fuss about the ice. Take a dump right on the ice. Something that'll... Take a dump on the ice? That's good. It's a lot of passion. It's a lot of... Yeah, Yeah. this distracts. It takes the burden off of you. (laughs) It's just one of those things. That's what I would do, but you don't have to follow what I do. We'll be there, so you can look up at Steve. Yeah, and, yeah and, we definitely uh, will. Listen, Claude has been a, he's been a big part of, uh, of of our show through the years, and and uh, we even had an award we were given. Yes, and, we and he did. Came out and helped present that to yeah. us. So. Camp out for hunger year after oh, year, man. and and yeah. donating and supporting, and uh, it's not lost on us, Claude. You don't have to do those things. Uh, we appreciate them. Yep. Uh, we we you know we value the friendship, and uh, we you know we made you nearly puke in a helicopter one time. <laughs> That's right. So sorry about that, <laughs> <laughs> but we've enjoyed the friendship as well. Yeah. Awesome. Excellent. Well, listen, man, good luck tomorrow night. We will be there, and we're excited for you and uh, wishing nothing but the best. So uh, thanks for coming on again this morning, man. All right. Thanks for having me, guys. All, All right. right. Claude yeah, Giroux, man. guys. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. It'd be great if he's... It, do, it doesn't sound like he's staying here. There's, there's some finality in his voice, but, yeah. uh, you know, obviously as, a, as an athlete, he can't really... Uh, I think uh, he's just a nice, anything out, but nice he's guy. He's the nicest guy. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, hockey fans and, and fans of the Flyers are usually fans of hockey, right? So, like, um, two of the biggest fans of hockey I know are Nick and, and, and Chuck yeah. D'Amico, and Chuck mm-hmm. is the type of person who's like, I will watch anybody lift 
the yeah. Stanley Cup at the right. end of the year. He doesn't care. Uh, he just loves the the tradition of it all. Mm-hmm. And so I think any hockey purist out there, anybody fan of, of Claude, wants because they know what he has put into this game. They'd like to see him have an opportunity to win. To get that moment. I mean, that, what, what yeah. are you in it for? I mean, obviously, he talked about so many things about friendships and relationships and, and just the, 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 the way he's been treated, and that's all wonderful. But you are in it for the ultimate prize, which is the Stanley Cup. Yeah. It's well, funny. He scored a, a game-winning overtime goal in the Stanley Cup Finals in 2010, right? Yeah. The Flyers took the, the Blackhawks to six games that, that season. They, they barely made the playoffs, and then they ended up going to the Stanley Cup Finals. Right. And that's that's twelve years ago. You know, it's the last time we, the, as a city, were in the finals. It's the last time Claude was in the finals. You don't know how many times you're going to be able to get back. And now he's in, sitting in an opportunity where he could go to a team that has a good chance of making the finals this year. I understand that motivation. He wants oh, to yeah, do yeah, it before yeah. his career ends. Yeah, I, I I want nothing but good things for this guy. I want uh, it he's, happening. He's, he's, been, he's been yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> he's been great to this city, yeah. and and on a personal level, he's been great to us. Yeah. And so I want him to be happy. I want him to have something great happen. Not, I mean, great things have happened for him, but I want the ultimate to happen for him. Right. Besides, it's the usual nice. trajectory, isn't it? You come here, uh, <laughs> and then you leave, you and you win. Yeah, you win. win. And then the Stanley Cup, uh, Super Bowl, Super whatever. Bowl, whatever. Yeah. Hey, all yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah we got them all warmed up for you. <laughs> Take our best yeah. players. <laughs> oh my God! But um, yeah, that's uh, <laughs> I, uh, and uh, listen. I had a hard time asking him that question, uh, but I needed to ask the question. I knew he couldn't answer. Well, you it, could but, say you know. if if staying is is waffles and going away is pancakes. What are you going to be eating? In the <laughs> Dude, I didn't think about that. I didn't think about that. Hang on a second. We're watching video montages of him on our show. Yeah. And there was someone who was throwing uh, goldfish, the yes. uh, the cracker, the snack cracker to Casey as he was catching them. That was, was that that was me. That was you. Oh, because he I had. That was, um, I thought that was G. Yeah, he had uh, caught. I don't even remember how many in a row, <laughs> yeah. and we thought we could beat him. Oh, okay. I can't on our remember. show, he did it or no? In- no, no, no. Just oh, okay. in the privacy of his own home. Got you. Um, <laughs> and uh, I don't know if we ended up winning or not. I don't remember. A lot of memories. Did. Look at all this stuff. It's amazing. Yep. Yep, we're watching the video. Scroll through here. He was he was here for Pope Bot. Uh, look at that picture. This when Kathy had a mohawk. Uh, <laughs> wow, uh, the good old days. Yeah, when he flew out with uh, in a helicopter, was Mike Richards with him? No, it was, uh, Mark, Mike Richards came another time. It was him and Scotty Hartnell, and uh, I learned afterwards that he and Scotty had been uh, out uh, partying oh, the night before. That's no. why and he didn't feel so good. Scott was in pretty decent shape. Claude was not in great shape, and that was when, <laughs> when we did the camp out back at the, the Metroplex. Right. And then uh, later in that same week, we had Coach Peter Laviolette out, and Laviolette was like, you guys get a helicopter for the players, but I had to drive out here. <laughs> Sorry, Lobby. Yeah. Uh, well, we're going to have uh, Jim Jackson on to see what's the story on that. All right. I'll find out. Oh, is he's he Zoom? He's going to Zoom? He's going to Zoom. Right? He's supposed oh. to be Zooming now. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they were waiting for a phone call in the other room. Oh, okay. Think, yeah. So. Should be ready to Zoom. I'm good to go. Uh, so we are going to be at the game. Some of us are going to go to the game uh, tomorrow night. We have a catered suite. You know what? And I may as well give away Ooh. a pair of tickets while we're waiting to get uh, JJ on. Uh, so let's take caller and... Caller number 28 for ah. G's number. Thank you. Ah, Good call, Marissa. That's a great call. 215-263-WMMR. And you'll also, if you'll be able to join us in the catered suite tomorrow night. Uh, and they're saying get there early because I assume yeah. they're going to do something special beforehand. Uh, Steve, if you're able to make it, they have... Assured me, my chicken finger. There will be extra chicken finger <laughs> oh my God. for you tomorrow night with yeah. the honey mustard 
with the honey mustard <laughs> Thank sauce. Thank you. Yeah. have the best honey All mustard. Right. I'll make sure I get okay. there at the Wells Fargo Center. Uh, so, uh, yeah, you'll also be registered for an autographed uh, Claude Giroux jersey as well. So, 215-263-WMMR. That is the number. And now I'm just killing time. Is he on? What are we doing? Uh, Marissa says one second. <laughs> she said one minute. Oh, one minute. Yeah. All right. Uh, all right. I, you know what? I got something I can... Uh, pass we have Lordy over to Jim's house. Ah! Oh, <laughs> we never heard. <laughs> All right, so uh, here you go. I got this uh, email. I love this. It said, uh, hey, guys. Hey, Preston and everyone else. Love you all. Had to share a quick story. Friday, my two kids uh, and I went to the mall with my friend and her daughter, and it was time for us to go our separate ways. And we were headed home, and our friends were going to head out to dinner. My friend's daughter said, I don't want to leave. I'm sad. And my seven-year-old, without missing a beat, says, no sad, bro. It's Friday. That's awesome. (laughs) And she said, I was so proud. We listen every morning on the way to school, and clearly he's paying attention. Uh, Keep doing what you all do. You guys rock. Uh, That is Aaron from West Hampton, New Jersey, and Max who is seven, and Lily, who is nine, Lily. nine years old. I love corrupting children. <laughs> uh, here's a shard out. Uh, it says, hey, my name is Jennifer Nightingale. And about six years ago, you had a contest called Aaron Gobrales. Yes. <laughs> my husband was uh, the winner, choosing his own wife's breast out of a crowd. <laughs> Uh, oh my God. Anyway, he turns 40 this St. Patrick's Day, and we're still going strong as a couple. And listen, every day, can you please give him a shard out? Uh, that's the first time that I've actually had to spell the word shard. <laughs> uh, well, I would appreciate it. His name is Matt Nightingale, and he is he was the 0% Irish guy many years ago. Thank you so much. Uh, so here's a shard out. And, uh, yep, Patty's Day is tomorrow. In fact... I think uh, there's some appearances coming up. We'll have to uh, mention those in a little while. Um, and I think uh, that's it for the short. Wait, this there was one, more? one more. One more, I think. All right. Uh, I got to make sure I get the date. Some of these are dated. You I know. know. Yeah. Uh, you this, can't do that. Well, this one asked for a short out tomorrow. This was back on March 3rd. Well, tomorrow's today. Um, I, he said, what I'm trying to say is how much you touch your listeners' lives more than you could possibly know. And how you help people like myself get through things at their toughest point of their lives. Oh, yeah, he told me a, a very lengthy story okay. about some things that have been going bad in his life. So gonna, it's very, very long, so I'm not going to go into that. But uh, he had some rough rough times. He said, I'm happy to say that I'm uh, at a, in a significantly better point in my life now. Good. Though, and I honestly can't thank you all enough for what you do. And no matter what crappy things my uh, life may throw at us. Uh, you and your show begin and are uh, being an escape and a distraction for even a little while. Each day is a very crucial and welcomed one. Uh, so while this is partly for my birthday, uh, this is also for all of you on the show. Thank you, and that's from Michael Richmond. So a shout out. That means Michael. so much to yep. be able to do that. That's great. Absolutely. All right, he's ready to go. Yeah, we're zooming now, baby. Yeah. Please welcome <laughs> our friend. He'll be at the game tomorrow night. He's calling the game tomorrow night. Jim. Jackson! Yay! Yo, JJ, good morning. Mm. And bye-bye. Right, right oh, when I, nope, okay. right when I announced his name, his the screen went blank, Casey. <laughs> okay, but where does it come up? I saw him sitting in his room. Uh, or maybe, Hang on. Oh, Casey's got to do something right. here. It's not, okay. He says, I, I'm not, he-, he just texted me, he said, I'm not hearing anything. I heard Marissa, right. but not now. Hang on. Hang I'm, on. I'm, I'm, uh, one second, Jim. Hold Jim, on. we need you to take your shirt off. <laughs> hang on, hang on. Do you even know what this thing is supposed to be labeled as? What? 
this this pot is the Zoom thing, Zoom, or what is it supposed to be labeled as? I, d- I don't I know. No Jim looks confused. We see his image on the Zoom. Oh my God, I'm so <laughs> frustrated. Right He's now. talking, and I can't hear him. I don't read those uh, these little parts on the board here, so I don't know what that was labeled as, Casey. No. Um, so we don't know how to hook up with uh, Jim. Should I signal to Jim uh, the international sign for a phone, phone call? I think so. Hey, Jim, can you call us on the hotline and we'll talk? Yeah, he's doing that. <laughs> right. So oh, wait, um, and what do those middle fingers mean? Uh, <laughs> Uh, Marissa's calling him, so okay. hang on, phone. We're going to get you on the Marissa. phone. Marissa. Right? Marissa is itty bitty. <laughs> so she's we'll like this call. big. Language. You do like, phone. yep. You, my fingers. You. After watching Coda, I thought maybe I could, you know, improvise. <laughs> oh, my God, no. uh, sign That's the big secret. Sign language is instantly. <laughs> I actually started to look up videos of uh, yeah. American Sign Language a little bit. So I learned a couple things. This is father. Ah. And this is mother. And this is me. Right. Okay. There was thank you, and that's as far as I got. There was something in there that I think somebody asked her, and she and it was like so simple. I forget what what it was, but I'm like, oh, I should remember that and use it. Of course, I didn't. It's a wonderful (laughs) language. There there are actually a couple languages. There's this is a hole, by the way. I know that. Oh, maybe that's what it was. Yeah. All right. Is he? Wait. He's on the phone. I know. He's on the phone. So, uh, Jim, are you there? I am. And at this very second, Casey just fixed the Zoom thingy. Oh, boy. So should we try that instead? Or you guys, guys just want to stay on the phone? Let's just stay with Jim this way because, right. listen, we're, we're slaves to technology. But anyhow, uh, that, there's something really wrong with seeing you guys and not hearing you. I mean, that's just oh, I know. criminal. I mean, we're, 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 listen, we're in the Radio Hall of Fame. It's an honor to listen to I know. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, Jim, we just got off a, uh, a nice conversation uh, with G. Uh, we spoke to him. He gave us a buzz to talk about uh, the uh, the game tomorrow night, obviously. And he said he's, uh, you know, emotions are, are a big, uh, are weighing on him heavily. And he was actually, did he say Voracek he was talking about uh, yeah. when, when they honored him? And and how he was uh, kind of looking at him going, yeah, I'm not going to get that way. When the, and he's like, I don't know, man. I might, I might get emotional on this whole thing. So when you see these things, Jim, it, it, will you see... Uh, you know, guys who you know in one light uh, turn and, and be a little bit different and, and act that in a way that you're not used to seeing them as far as being emotional? Yeah, I mean, with Claude, it's all it's always been about the game, right? So it, his his focus for any ceremonies that had to do with anything, and, and some of those ceremonies uh, through the years that have been emotional, uh, but it was always about the game. You see, he was tunnel vision on that. But this one... Obviously, it's a very close to home for him, and uh, as passionate a guy as he is, you guys know that. Uh, I, I suspect there will be a lot of emotions running through him tomorrow. Um, there would have been a lot of emotions anyway with a thousand games because you start to think back to all that you've done and, and all that's happened to you in your life over the time. But obviously, the circumstances are even more accentuated this time around because of the fact that most likely he's on his way to another destination very soon. Yeah, we. It, it all adds up to a lot of emotion. I, I, I attempted to ask him about that, and I knew we were going to get the you know the dance because yeah. he he can't comment on things that have yet to pass, and um, uh, and he was you know he's like I don't know what's going to happen, but it's it's a pretty much a done deal. Uh, am I wrong about that? Well, I mean, the only thing that would get in the way is that there isn't a deal that satisfies all the parties. I mean, Claude certainly controls the the, the ball here because, or the puck, I guess I should say, because 
he he has the no move. So if, if there's a, a deal somewhere he doesn't want to go or doesn't like for some reason, he doesn't have to take it. Uh, obviously, the Flyers have to like the deal, and they have to find a, a trading partner too. So all that has to come together. And there have been times where it seemed like a player was was definitely heading out and then did not. So huh. I won't say okay. it's 100%, but given where the Flyers are, given there are some teams where a closed roof could really help them in their Stanley Cup bid, um, I would say the likelihood is high that, that he is on his way out now, whether that means his last game is tomorrow night or in Ottawa or uh, Sunday against the Islanders. I don't know, but the deadline's Monday, so it's right. approaching quickly. Right. Yeah, and, and, you know, he's um, he's a free agent in the summer, so even if they were to keep him, then they right. would have to sign him in the summertime and, and uh, figure out how much money they want to allocate to the guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've heard the two leading uh, candidates are uh, Colorado and Florida, although obviously, Jim, like you just said, we'll see what ends up happening. Um, but Colorado... Yeah, Louis, I've heard St. Louis, Carolina, uh, a lot of people say, hey, why not Boston? Although I've not heard a lot in terms of Boston. Um, and the other thing is he is an unrestricted free agent, even if he gets traded. So he could actually come back and sign right. with the Flyers in the offseason. doesn't happen very often, but uh, where the player comes back, but it's certainly a possibility. But Colorado has a couple of injuries too, right? So it seems like more likely he might go there. Yeah, Landis Gag's hurt, and that injury up front, uh, if they decide to do the surgery, they could actually take his, uh, his salary off the, the books, and that makes it a more uh, readily done in terms of a salary cap standpoint because Landis Gag wouldn't come back until the playoffs, and the playoffs, the salary cap's not an issue. So it's what Kucherov and, and the, the Lightning did a couple of years back. So, you know, when you think about it, um, it it's a possibility that that, that actually increases the chances, but uh, there's interest. There's no doubt there's interest. There have been scouts uh, following the Flyers uh, for the last month in, in huge numbers, not just for clothes. There's other players too, but uh, there's, there's definitely interest. And, um, you know, I, it, it does come down to Claude, I think, ultimately, eventually. And, uh, you know, he seems to me, although I think deep down would want to stay and play his entire career with the Flyers, he seems to me to almost have resigned himself, I guess that's the best way to put it, to, you know, uh, maybe I can take a shot with another team here uh, because the situation just seems to call for it. So what does this mean with a Jerule-less uh, uh, Flyers uh, going forward? And, uh, you know, is this uh, – <laughs> does everything start to collapse in on itself? Because obviously this has been a, a bad year, uh bad season, yeah. I should say. And, and so, so where do we end up? It's kind of collapsed this year, to be honest with you. It's, it's yeah. been, a, been a tough year. Uh, injuries really cut the heart out of the team early, and they just haven't been able to rebound. So uh, it's it's going to be, as Chuck Fletcher has said, a, not a rebuild, but kind of a restructure, retool. Uh, the Giroux trade will be part of that. If they are able to pull it off, they're going to get some assets. They're going to have high draft picks uh, this year. They're, they're probably going to pick up some draft picks, whether it's for this year's draft or next year's. We'll see. And and they're also going to hope to have Sean Couturier and Ryan Ellis next year, which is that's two humongous additions if they can get them healthy and uh, all points uh, are that they will be healthy by, by training camp next year. So uh, I, I don't think this team, I, I, back in 2006, 2007, I know Nick remembers this, that the team had a year even worse than this. And, uh, you know, the next year they made the playoffs. And the two years after that, they were in the Stanley Cup Finals. So it can turn around quickly. Uh, I know right now for, for the fans, it might seem like they're miles and miles and miles away. And certainly this season they are. But uh, it, it can turn around really quickly. The Flyers have proven, other teams have proven. Uh, Rangers did a very quick uh, rebuild, and that that took they had more uh, longer to go than the Flyers because they were really just getting rid of everybody. Uh, the Flyers are still going to have some really good players here, so 
they they have to restructure, maybe add a little more speed, uh, some size perhaps. Uh, they have a goalie, and they have some other good players. So we'll see where it goes from here. But, uh, you know, I think that the, this year surprised a lot of people. Um, you know, most people expected the Flyers at the very least to be a playoff competitor, if not to in the playoffs. And uh, then when they got the injuries, they just never recovered. I know it's been tough for you and Jonesy in the broadcast booth too, you know, and, and uh, Scotty when he's been up there and, and Bush as well. But um, I have noticed you guys are paying a little bit more attention to the food that they offer at the Wells Fargo Center. And <laughs> I have to ask about those ice cream treats that are provided. It's like is it an ice cream Sunday stand or something like that? A milkshake place in the second floor? Milkshake. Yeah. Milkshake. In the they, press they box? Have, no. And they look more like ice cream, but it, it is a milkshake. They delivered a couple of those to us uh, for one game. We didn't have any idea until right before the game that it was coming. And I took one look at it and said, well, we can't possibly eat that, right, Josie, during the broadcast? But, you know, he had his done before the period even started. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then I finished mine off. They're so good. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's going to take some time on the treadmill after one of those puppies. Well, you know, that. no, no, just buy maternity pants. <laughs> <laughs> that too. That'll work. Yeah, that'll, that'll work. work. <laughs> oh, but, man. Yeah, it, it's been, you know, and you say, Nick, that it's been tough. I always uh, I, I have fans telling me that all the time, and, and it's like it really isn't tough. Uh, I I am so blessed to do what I do. Every time my feet hit the ground in the morning, there's a game that night. I'm I'm happy because I get to watch some of the best athletes in the world perform their craft and try to find a way to describe it. And to me, that's that's not a bad thing. So um, it, it's cer- certainly more fun when they're winning, no doubt about that. But but uh, it's not it's not tough for for me. You know, it's it's tough on the fans. I know because they. They live and die with, with each win and loss, and there have been a lot of losses this year. But as I said, it can turn around pretty quickly. You don't make more money when they win, Jim? <laughs> <laughs> I do not. Outside of getting more appearances with you guys. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. Jim, you were saying you, you have to bet on the games, correct? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know which way to bet right now. close conversation with you guys. I, I mean, great conversation with, with G., I, I, the biggest takeaway for me is that he actually lets his two-and-a-half-year-old win. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I thought he was going to come back with no way I'm letting that yeah. snapper beat me. Yeah, I mean, you guys have been around him. I was around him at the bowl, with you guys at the, the bowling event. And, I mean, you saw how competitive he yep. was. You know, Casey certainly knows. And, uh, he is competitive at any – there are times on the plane, they're playing cards up there in the middle part where they, they play the cards, put the tables out. And, I mean, he, you, could, you could just tell he's, he's – Every hand, he's just uh, so intense, and uh, he anything he performs at, and certainly hockey is part of that. He is just so, so, so competitive, and that's what G has meant to me. Everyone's going to remember his skill. We we know his skill. He puts the puck, moves the puck from his skates to his stick, probably as well as any player I've ever seen. Uh, his creativity, unbelievable. Uh, we're seeing it even even at this stage of his career, where now he's starting these these. Uh, these, these dump-ins from center ice where he puts spin on the puck, and he's giving goaltenders all kinds of trouble with those and the bank pass behind the net. So even as his career has evolved, he's continued to be really creative. So we all know that. He has this skill. But what really sets him apart to me is the will. Yeah. And I always go back to 2010 in the uh, Game 7 against Boston where he just kept the puck for about 30 seconds from about three players on the other team who were much bigger than he was. And they, he just could, they just couldn't get the puck away from him as he was melting down the clock as they were on their way to that big win. So it, it's the will and the skill with G that, that uh, stands out to me. So, J.J., while we have you on, because we're going to have you on a, at some point in, like, November December when the Flyers were in the middle of one of their losing streaks this season. Uh, but we decided not to because they weren't playing so hot. Uh, let's let, let's plug the broadcasting school and what you have coming up with that this uh, this year. Uh, you know, for future broadcasters. 
Yeah, we're, we're continuing along with one-on-ones now. We're going to do a camp. We're tentatively scheduled to do one in August where we do group, a big group session where I talk to a whole bunch of people at once. But for the most part, it's one-on-one coaching, three sessions, uh, hour each zoom uh hope my zoom's been working pretty well until today i don't know what happened today but <laughs> i no was problem. on our end man yeah, yeah. that was our end <laughs> but uh you know we do it through zoom and i'm hoping perhaps even at some point here now that we're getting somewhat into a normal way of life uh, to do some you know you know personal one-on-ones as well but right now it's zoom and and we go over all kinds of things i tailor make it to the person's broadcasting desires dreams and, and needs and we just basically uh, go with it. And then from that point on, I consider me a mentor. And it's really been very rewarding. I've already had some of the, the, the people I've worked with, you know, move on, get promotions or Excellent. go on to college when they were in high school. And it's really, it's almost like being a parent all over again. You know, there's so much pride in that. So cool. uh, it's been fun. Jim Jackson, broadcasting.com is the website. Just check it out and all the information is there. I highly recommend it. I had some help when I was looking uh, to move into the world and look at me now. There you yeah. go. I need some help from <laughs> Jim Jackson. Yeah. Hey, uh, Jim, hey, by the way. You, didn't you, didn't you, you, you co-host, we co-hosted one of G's bowling events, didn't we? I yes, think? we did. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. It was the yeah. one that Casey was at. Yeah. Hey, yeah, I wanted. Yeah, I remember he was just crazy. <laughs> he just. He didn't want to lose anything. Nothing. Uh, that's his competitive nature. Hey, I wanted to ask about uh, tomorrow in the broadcast, and um, they're they're encouraging fans to get there early because obviously there's going to be some kind of tribute celebration or something along those lines. Is any of that going to be aired as far as you know, or is that just for people in the building? I haven't officially talked to my producer yet. He usually talks to me the day before, so I'm sure I'll be hearing from him soon. But uh, okay. I, my, my guesstimation is that it, for sure we'll, we'll carry it. Uh, it's, I believe, starting right at 7 o'clock. Game's going to be closer to 7.16 or 17 instead of, which usually starts at around 7.08. So okay. they're pushing it back a little bit. They, they, they want people to get there early because usually the time that you're getting in there and getting ready for the national anthem and all that, the ceremony will be on. So uh, just get there early. It should be a one special night. Excellent. All right. JJ, good to talk to you, my man. We'll see you tomorrow night, okay? Sounds good, guys. Take care. All right. You hey, too. Hey, all right. Hey, Jim Jackson. Hey. All right, uh, we do need to take a break, so we are going to do that very thing. And um, don't forget, we have a secret text word, so we got your chance to win some tickets uh, as the uh, station is rocking a show with uh, uh, Co Wetzel and uh, Aaron Jones, Aaron Jones. I'm messing up all these names. That's all right. Uh, Coe Wetzel, uh, Aaron Jones, and Bones Owen. So text word secret three nine three 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 might win before the show is up. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. MMR invites you to a sound check party as we present Dirty Honey and Mammoth WVH, the Young Guns Tour, Thursday, March 31st at the Fillmore, Philadelphia, hosted by Every Empire, Jackie Bam Bam. This week, we've stuffed his prize coffin with sound check party passes for you to get up close and behind the scenes before the show. See WMMR.com for details, including $19.33 tickets while supplies last. Dirty Honey, Mammoth Wolfgang Van Halen, and Jackie Bam Bam. Oh, you're going to want to see this. 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks. So chop suey is a dish in American Chinese cuisine and other forms of overseas Chinese cuisine consisting of meat, often chicken, fish, beef, shrimp, or pork, 
and eggs cooked quickly with vegetables such as bean sprouts, cabbage, and celery and bound in a starch-thickened sauce. It's typically served with rice, but can become the Chinese-American form of chow mein. Chow mein. With the addition of stir-fried noodles. So essentially, oh. it's chow mein, but with rice. I would oh, love chow mein. And I, and, and chow. I, chow. Chow. I, chow. Uh, I've had chow mein many times, so it's... And, and what's interesting is some Chinese uh, or, or Chinese restaurants dishes will essentially be the same thing but with rice or but with yes, noodles. Yes. Or, you know what I mean? I love Chinese food. Used to hate it. And uh, I have, I don't eat it a lot because despite the belief that it's guy, it's, it's low in calories. Oh, it's no, not. it's not. No, it's way no. high in calories. Yeah. And and we get, we have, we've got a couple of takeout places we love to go to. And it's an easy, it, it, here, here's how it goes. What do you want for dinner? I don't know. I don't feel like made anything. Chinese? Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> and that's pretty much it. That's right, how it right, goes. Yeah. I forgot I liked bean sprouts. <laughs> You forgot, like I, yeah, because I don't. They're good. I, yeah, I don't ever get them to put them. They in don't anything. have a lot of flavor in them, but they are. Um, they're satisfyingly crunchy. Yeah, oh. and uh, yeah, and erotic. Yeah, and erotic yeah. as no. well. Mm-hmm. I like water chestnuts too. Those are same thing. Good, yeah. right? Yeah. Like don't that. know what it is. It <laughs> seems like hard something, hard yeah. air, but it tastes pretty good. Well, we have a, and it's not new, but it's new to our family. A new Chinese food restaurant near us that's really, really yummy. Same here. Yeah. Like, we stumbled across one. We're like, we're, we're gonna go somewhere else. And we're like, well, we've never been in. Let's go over there. And we tried it, and we're like, wow. Okay. Yeah. This is our new place. Yeah. Our new joint. Haruga. Our new John, if you will. <laughs> Speaking of food, I saw an interesting article that I thought might be worth talking about. Um, and it was, uh, I think I got this on BuzzFeed, and a, people are sharing the foods that taste better burnt. Mm-hmm. Okay, with a little burn on them. There's little, a number of them for me. little yeah. char. Which ones would you guys throw out there? Now, Casey, you had said that you love burned food. I do. I, I prefer, I think, a charred flavor over anything else. Uh, if I'm having a chicken cutlet, I prefer you leave mine in just a little bit longer. Oh. Yeah, Chicken cutlet, like a breaded chicken cutlet? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, for me, burnt tends to go more into the, like, a mac and cheese. Where the edges are burnt. There you go. Uh, lasagna, mm-hmm. where the edges are burnt. Those are two good ones on this yeah. list. Yes, absolutely. Pizza can so be burnt. If yep. you get if you get some mac and cheese that has like a, a layer of cheese over the yep. top of it, not just mixed in with the pasta, but and and you get some some brown or blackened spots. Absolutely mm-hmm. yummy. Mm-hmm. I do I do agree with you on that. Uh, what I don't think needs to be burnt is any kind of meat or um, ice cream. Yeah, um, yeah, ice yeah. cream. Definitely. Don't me, want to burn. I don't. I hate burnt, and, and then some people love it just just incinerated. Like yeah. it, uh, not to, you lose to me. Like in in those other cases, like mac and cheese, to me that's an actual taste that I think is is a unique, accentuating taste. Yeah. I think uh, what happens when you burn meat. It robs it of its taste. Although it does have a different flavor to it. Yeah. My dad, whenever we would go to a carving station, you know, if they'd have like a big roast beef or something like that, uh-huh. he'd always ask for that. Give me that that burnt end right there. <laughs> my, well, that's a my, thing. My burnt dad ends. would come in from the barbecue after he'd had a few pops. Yeah. And he'd come in. The meat would be literally on fire as he was bringing it in. He loved it incinerated. It doesn't necessarily rob it of its flavor. It just adds a new flavor to it and a new texture as well. All but, right. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I had um, just this amazing thing that happened to me where I, I, I cooked a, uh, a bag of microwave popcorn. And as it turns out... Only one kernel went unpopped in the entire thing. Now, that doesn't happen if you don't have a few 
burnt pieces of popcorn, mm. and I like burnt popcorn. Okay, I'll go with you. Now, well, I don't like not burnt, all. No. I don't like burnt no. popcorn. I like the mm-hmm. I like the half popped kernels. That too, they're Those fun to the play best. with. That but too. you like burned popcorn? Yeah. So Ew. yeah, I know, uh, but not like. All of it burned. I. It's almost uh, like if one third of okay. the bag was burned, I'd so be okay with that. Will, will you take a whole fistful of completely burned popcorn, or just some regular uh, uh, pieces need to be in with the burned popcorn? I usually I, I eat popcorn one at a time. Yeah, it's yeah. I don't do fistfuls of popcorn. One little thing at a time. <laughs> it's yeah. a great Clint Eastwood film. A fistful of popcorn. <laughs> fistful of popcorn. <laughs> I got two burnt uh, meats that are. Um, I'm all right with. I don't. I don't order them this way, but I know a lot of people do, uh, including my girlfriend. Uh, burnt like crispy bacon. Like, oh over, yeah. Oh like crispy yeah. bacon. Overcooked, but like that's she, a good one. She takes it to another level. She likes it burned. Like she black. likes it burnt. Yeah. So like if it comes in, and there's any little rubbery parts or whatever, she sends it back. And then another one that um, I'm all right with. I don't. I, again, I won't order it this way, but like. Uh, Burnt hot dog over a campfire. If uh, yes, you know, charred, yeah. Yeah. charred hot charred. dog. Yep. Uh, I, I yep. prefer not that way, but uh, if it comes out that way, I'll be all right with it. So that's got a burned exterior. So a hot dog's already cooked. It's right. already. It's it's not. You don't need to cook it through. So you can get a char on the outside, and the the middle will be you know not rare, yes. but it's it's not. You haven't baked all the flavor out of it. So I'm with you on that. All right. As you guys are talking, I can't really think of anything that I would prefer burnt or a little burnt. Um, but isn't it? Isn't there something, doesn't it release something that's not good for you? Yeah, you yes. Something? There has been studies that, that say Carcinogens. That, that, yeah, yeah. That, it, that it creates things that are not necessarily good for your body. Um, and that I think, that's why I, I think like, meat more specifically, okay. if I recall correctly. My tumors are always Stop it. rare. rare. Yeah. 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 All right. All right. So here are some, some of the respondents. And feel free to call in if you want to add something to, to this list. 215-263-WMMR. Roasted or grilled ears of corn. I know a lot of people like corn well done. Is that, would it be you? On the grill. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And if it gets a little bit of black on there, uh, I think that's uh, yummy. And this person even added, add some lemon or lime juice, chili powder, and salt to top it off. Or propane. That sounds pretty damn good. Uh, another one says, most vegetables taste better with a nice char. I'll agree with that. Like, Either um, like like asparagus. Asparagus. Brussels yeah. sprout. Brussels sprouts, yeah. Nummy, I like, nummy. I like to throw stuff right on the grill and, and cook them that way. Oh, yes, potatoes. Brussels sprouts you can bake. Yeah, potatoes. Well, well, and, and also home fries. We're looking at what appears to be home fries or something mm-hmm. of that nature on the screen. But, yeah, uh, a little bit burnt. Onions a little bit burnt. Mm-hmm. Yes. When, when you do uh, the vegetables on the grill, do you do it with... Um, Foil underneath, or you go right on the grill? You, uh, usually right on the grill. I'll okay. get things that won't fall through. Yeah, you that's know. my problem. Yeah. <laughs> I use a splayed Which, squirrel. Asparagus is tough, so if you get the little skinny ones, uh, you're having a hard time with sons it. Sons of bitches. Uh, so you, if you... If, and, and asparagus is like... It's luck of the draw when you go to the store. You don't know what you're going to get. I love asparagus. You get those little pencil ones that suck. Yeah. Or you get the nice, big, <laughs> thick, veiny ones. Yeah. The John Holmes. Put them in yeah. yeah. Give it nice and veiny. Those are the best. 11 inches. Uh, All right, now this one I find um, a little bit odd on this list of food that is taste better burnt. Uh, They say any tacos. The best are served in tortillas that float off the burner in flames. Um, So I assume they're meaning a uh, a flour tortilla, uh, which you can, you know, like... um, uh, you you can make quesadillas on the grill and stuff like that. So I could see something like uh, I've had a slightly burnt pita. Pita. Sure. Yep. And that's good as well. So, But I don't know about corn tortillas. It's like a chupa. Uh, which you might call a chupa. 
Um, this also, another one says breakfast sausage. Very sausages. Yeah, I, I, in the bacon and sausage realm, you can burn those suckers up, but I'm fine. Oh, pork roll, too. Oh, and also um, Scrapple. Am I uh, the only Scrapple lover on uh, the show here? I, I like I'll take it. I, okay. I, I prefer I Spam. I love it. My no, um, new revelation with Scrapple, because I had always preferred it burned, uh, is smushed then burned. Smushed Almost then like burned. A, like a smash burger. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Smushed and and yes, if I'm going to eat Scrapple, I would prefer it to have a, um, a harder consistency around it. Uh, it can be a little bit soft on the inside, but crunchy on the outside. Yeah. Well, the, when I was a kid, I've mentioned this a number of times, my mother would have to burn the hell out of pork chops for me to eat them. I couldn't stand them, you know... Even remotely spongy, mm-hmm. and I loved them. How about now? Don't eat them at all. <laughs> okay. I'm going to go to uh, Kim. Food that tastes better burned. Hi, Kim. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, Kim. All right, so um, what do you think? I would say marshmallows over a fire when you're making a s'more. Mm. Okay, uh, like yes, literally I- light it on fire? Yes, and then blow it out, peel off the outside skin, yeah. eat that, and do it again. I so love you'll, that. So you'll peel off the black stuff <laughs> yeah. and then put it on your uh, on your s'more. Yes. Interesting. And then do it again and kind of layer it up. Kim, I'm right with you on that because it just it just comes right off. It's this like, uh, it's a crispy skin. And it's uh, yeah. it's it's wonderful. I do like that. I have. I'm not big on on uh, roasting marshmallows anymore. I used to be as a kid, but I do have a method now when I do it oh. that will get them golden brown, and uh, I prefer them that way. Do you know what's? I, I bring it up. Uh, they're uh, a, a local company, but they're called Tuckins, and they have. Yes, they're so good because. Uh, it is, it, it's, it's all in one. The s'more, everything is contained within like, a, it's like a lollipop thing with its own stick. Right. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, just delicious. But press, are you not going to share your method here or? Oh, it's just, uh, it's finding the right distance from the open floor. Okay. okay. And, and, uh, rotisserie, uh, kind of just twirling it the whole yeah. time. A so golden brown is the best. Is the best? Yeah. All right, good. I'll make one for you sometime. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. Somebody says on this list, corned beef hash. Oh, man. Crispy and crunchy corned beef hash with a runny egg on top is one of my favorite meals. I haven't had corned beef hash, but I think I want to try it. So good. Is it? So good. You know you can get it? Secret Breakfast Place. Okay. I uh, had it when we were there. Uh, is this, now you have, have you guys revealed the name of the Secret Breakfast Place? No, 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 no. The only way you can learn about Secret Breakfast Place is if we take you. I can't tell you where it is. So okay. Casey's rule, mm-hmm. he wouldn't tell me where it was. It's like Fight Club. We, f- we finally had a free morning <laughs> at the shore to spend time together. Okay. And I said, you've got to take me to the free uh, right. to the secret breakfast. Put this burlap bag over your head. Yeah. And it was pretty awesome, I have to admit. Yeah. What if somebody takes you guys? It's a greasy spoon. It's a hole in the wall. What do you mean if somebody takes us? Takes you out to breakfast. Like, will, will you reveal it to them? Like, you're saying you have to take sure. them, but yeah. if yeah. somebody offers to take you out to breakfast? You could take them to the secret breakfast place. So they yes. have to, do they have to do the thing that Steve said with a blindfold? Uh, no. A burlap bag no, over the head no. in the back of the fun. van? Hang, hit me over the head with a hammer. You just need an escort. <laughs> just, that's, that's it. And yeah. uh, right. so don't Email me. Don't. I'm not. I'm. I can only take. You don't you. want to ruin this. It's something I, that you guys have. Yeah. But I, I told you though. We were, we were there, and uh, Casey told the server that uh, his method, and she's like, "Oh no, you can tell everyone about yeah. this place because we want them to come no, here." Seating is limited. Secret. We're hanging on by a thread. <laughs> but he is right. It's it's only a bar. That's yeah. it. Okay. It's, it's the only the only place you can sit is at the counter. There are no tables. There are no seats anywhere, and that's all. That, it's that small. And like, don't go there if you've got like a party of six because you'll never sit together. You'll never sit oh. together. We did. Yeah, we got lucky. How, we how, how, how many together. seats at this counter? 
20 maybe? No, I'd say 14 tops. Maybe. Uh, let's so, go 15. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just, okay. All right. It's closer to 14 now. Uh, let is. me go to, let me 17. go to Joe. Hey, Joe, good morning. Morning, it. Morning, it. All right. Uh, what's better? What tastes better burnt? Uh, soft pretzels. Soft, soft pretzels? pretzels? Yeah, you get them extra burnt and salty. I used to, my brother used to work for Bernie's. Oh! Pretzels in the bazaar. Oh, wait a minute. Wait, uh, Casey just I'm shot. Shooting. Bernie's. Oh, Casey just shot. And they would have a guy would come in and just order. They tell him to leave him in the oven. God damn. Another cycle. Bitch. And uh, I got into him like that. So, huh. and uh, Casey, you want an extra burnt scrapple? Put it in an air fryer, dude. Okay, so my buddy, there. my buddy Jeff. Uh, he told me about uh, air frying scrapple. He's like yeah. got the perfect combination. I yeah, haven't tried like it yet. Fries. Kind of like French fries, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Air fryers for fries are awesome. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm talking about just oh, leave burnt the up. scrapple in there and let it burn. It's oh, I like that, man. All right, cool. All, All right. right, thanks, man. Appreciate Have a it. Wonderful day. Oh, uh, you too. And by the way, Bernie's. I mean, there are a few places that are like uh, Delco. Like, if you were to go the top five Delco food places, yeah. Bernie's is probably top three at least. But there's a a small chain called Bernie's. It's not that, right? No, no. So Bernie's used You're to be thinking sold... thinking of h Block. Yeah. No, 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 um, no. <laughs> Bernie's was at the Bazaar, uh, and I don't know if they also were in where they're at now, which is in Alden, uh, but they're in Alden now, like on Providence Road, but yeah. uh, that, you know, that was the Bernie's, OG. Bernie's is top three restaurants of all time, Delaware County. Fooderies. I wouldn't even call it a restaurant. Uh, okay, so not... It's a place that serves food for consumption where you can come <laughs> in and sit down, but I wouldn't call it a restaurant. Well, I don't know if you... Um, I don't know if... Uh, no, I mean, it's just a place where you go and, and you get your pretzels and, you know, you get a bag of pretzels and... It's a standalone? It's a standalone. Okay, because yeah. the one that I'm thinking of, there's one in Glenside. But you don't go there for dinner? No, no, it's a pre- it's a soft pretzel place. Oh, uh, okay. All yeah. right. But, yeah. but it's one of the top three fooderies. Fooderies in, in, in Delco, Delaware. like okay. so, it would they be take like, reservations. He's, <laughs> I don't think so. Bernie's like Charlie's. I, I would throw Zach's in there as well. Okay, all right. Yeah. As a foodery, as a foodery, not yeah. as a restaurant. Yeah. What would restaurants? Any, any idea, or or do you do you uh, go to some of the finer dining in Delaware County or not? Fine dining in Delaware County. Okay, never mind. That's a stupid <laughs> question. Let me go to Kyle. Hey, Kyle. <laughs> Kyle, you're on the air. Good morning. Yo, good Kyle, morning. what's Sorry, up, buddy? Oh, it's hey. okay, Kyle. It's all good. What's up, man? Hey. Uh, <laughs> for, sorry, cutting out more, cutting out a bit. No problem. Uh, for for me, home fries and hush puppies. Uh, home fries, we just so in the uh, in the potato realm. I agree a thousand percent. A burn on that. Hush puppies, I'll have to think about that. Yeah, I like well-done, crunchy hush puppies. Not a bad idea, Kyle. Very good. You're talking about the food, not the shoe. I'd right? wait for your response, yeah. but it's going to take 20 seconds. <laughs> but thank you for the call. Well, I, think, I think it's our phone lines, by the way. It was happening yesterday with callers that were calling in. I think there's a really? slight delay. Okay, yeah. there might be. Uh, Marissa pulled up some uh, suggestions from the texts, uh, which are people that prefer certain foods burned. Uh, grilled pineapple. Kathy, you're all oh. over that. Oh, yeah. she, hates, she hates cooked fruit. I love grilled pineapple. I love pineapple, though. I um, love pineapple. You ever I had it grilled? It. Yeah. It's yeah. good. It adds, I, it's even sweeter. I used to despise pineapple. You know why? Because I was getting canned pineapple. When yeah. you get fresh yeah. pineapple, yeah. Oh, it's God. a world of difference. Uh, peppers and onions cooked over charcoal, someone says. I love to eat charcoal. Abba. Uh, <laughs> and I guess, you know, charcoal does give you a flavor. It gives you a certain flavor in the food. All right. So this was on the list. And somebody had texted in about this. Burnt 
Cheez-Its are great. Uh-huh. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Oh, oh, well, they have the extra dark Cheez-Its. Cheez-Its. And I think that's what they're referring to. So there yeah. are uh, there are ones that are, like, well done or yeah. Yeah, extra toasty. That's what they're called. I have not had those. I do those. And I also do the extra dark pretzels. Uh, and I believe well Bud's is the only one that does those. But that would fall under the same umbrella that the caller said. With the that's soft right. pretzels. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. yeah. Okay. Uh, so then you have uh, burned onions and home fries. There you go, Yeah, Steve. man. Uh, toast. Yeah. No. no. I can take a little bit of a burn on a toast. Yeah. Not I, I. I think it I think it for me personally, it crosses over a line of uh bitter. And I and I don't want to I don't Toast I don't is want one of those words that could be singular or plural. Right? You you know, I'm gonna make some toasts. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. don't say Just toasts. Toast. Yeah. How many pieces? pieces of toast. <laughs> yeah. Did you enjoy your toasts? Be the same thing with bread, I guess. Can I have some breads? <laughs> Various breads. I do I like how could. some toasts are, are dessert-like and some are, are meal-like. Like ones with raisins and cinnamon. Cinnamon raisins, Which, yeah. by the way, is yeah. great, yeah, too. Real. And uh, toast that bread? Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. All right, here's one. I like to do this from time to time. Charred lettuce, believe it or not. Oh. So you take a, rom- a head of romaine lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Let's just think about that for a minute. Uh, you get some olive oil on it. You throw it on the grill. All right. And um, then you add your dressing to it afterwards, which a lot of times you can make your own. Maybe just a little lemon and oil and salt and pepper for a really light uh, dressing. Or you can do like a Caesar or something like that. It's fantastic. Really? It's excellent. Yeah. yeah. What what noise are you making? I'm not. No, there was a squeak of a microphone like a, stand or something okay. like that. Yeah. I thought I you were. I saw your hand going like this. <laughs> right. I'm sorry. You were jerking <laughs> it. Yeah. I'm <laughs> Casey, don't jerk it on air. <laughs> All right, uh, burnt tips of kielbasa. Huh. Kielbasa is another one of those that you can char the outside of because it's already cooked through, usually. I think I would need through. anything in that kielbasa, you know, any of that stuff. I would need it incinerated because I don't like it. No? I just don't like those meats. My Kielbasa and, yeah. and bologna. And I know and, people love it. Yeah. yeah, I love them. We made Polish and, sausage. As a matter of fact, we had Irvine sausage. in, uh, <laughs> and we did the... Uh, um, Crockpot crock challenge, and he dug my kibasa. He did. He I, really even did. I did. Yeah. Even I did. It was quite good. Yeah, it's maybe like brown sugar and apples, and uh, what's that other stuff called? Sauerkraut. Yes. Okay. Here's one I full fully do not agree with at all. Burnt scrambled eggs. No. no. You'd ha- to me, you'd have to go way off the eggs. charts. To- Burned scrambled eggs? Eggs should be tender. No. They should never be firm. That's my personal opinion. Little runny. A uh, little oh, bit no. runny, no. impossible. No. For, scrambled eggs? No, you know what? I'm out uh, on that. I, I change it. I, I want them overcooked. I want my scrambled no. eggs. No. I, I don't like um, runny egg yolks. Yeah. I want a little runny. I want, a little burn. I want them disgustingly incinerated. I want to sop it up with my toast afterwards. Rochelle burns her eggs. She's wrong. And she says, She's right. That's why we slept together. Problem with that. <laughs> Uh, baked mac and cheese on top. We already talked about that. Grilled barbecue chicken needs a char. Yep, I'll go along with that, too. Uh, French onion soup cheese yeah. needs oh, to be burned. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, it's funny. A soup that I love so much was responsible for one of my closest brushes with death. Yeah. You choke on that you stuff. You get that glob of cheese in your throat and you're, mm-hmm. you know, forget it. Chocolate chip cookies when burnt are yes. pretty good. No, yeah. Do you like burn? Uh, listen, who, you know, my, this is my thing. Yeah, it's, it's my jam. jam. It's my John. Uh, the chocolate chip cookies in all versions, a little, I don't want them incinerated, but a little burn around the edges with some milk adds a different taste complexion. I'm down with it. Okay. Let me Brownies go. even. 
Uh, well, brownies is on is on this particular yeah. list, and oh, I agree. Okay. A little, uh, I, I do like a. It, it needs to be moist inside. Yes, but a little crunch texture on the exactly. outside is pretty good. Um, we will go with Brent. Hi, Brent. Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys doing? Wonderful, sir. We're talking about foods that might taste a little bit better when they are burned. What do you think? Uh, I think the burn ends and the veggies, especially like you said, the asparagus. Okay. Yeah, when you get the the tips that are burnt a little bit, it's so good. Yeah, I, and they get crunchy. I, I, I do my own barbecue, and, and a lot of times they're crunchy, but they're not overly cooked. And you know the benefit of the asparagus is what your piss will smell like mm, later on. It's so amazing. No, no. It keeps on giving. It's like beets. You pee red later yeah, on. Yeah, it's like a reminder of a great meal. Only for a split second, you think you have a testicular cancer <laughs> yeah. or something like that. I'm gonna go to. Oh, Dave. I'm rotting from the inside. Oh, it's the beets. Hi, Dave. Good morning. Good morning. What's up, hey, Dave? Good morning, guys at work. Hey, oh, uh, thanks. First time caller here. Awesome, man. Um, All right, and we're talking about foods that might taste better burnt. What do you think? Uh, well, you know, along the same lines of lettuce, uh, cabbage. Ooh. If you guys ever use cabbage, you you make, you cut it in steaks, like portions of steaks. Okay. Soak it and soak it in olive oil, salt, pepper, oregano, whatever you want to use. Hot, you know, like say maybe some hot pepper or something. Huh. Burn it. Burn it on the grill. You're gonna love it, Dave. dude. I will try that. That sounds really you're interesting. Cooking, you, you say you're cooking the cabbage like a like a steak. Yeah, you can cut it thick enough, right. and, and yeah. it'll hold together. Cabbage is, is right. really yeah. wound together tight. Hey, Dave, uh-huh. do, you, do you do the same thing with the artichokes ever? Uh, I have not, but I, you know, we we get the the cabbage, and it doesn't taste like anything when it's regular, right? When it comes out of the store, it doesn't really taste like much. But when you burn it. Holy crap. Okay. Yeah, I've heard that same approach, uh, grilling it. artichokes on Thanks, it. Thanks, Yeah. Wait, so um, artichoke, do you split it down the middle? Yeah. Lengthwise. Yeah, or you can peel them in advance and then put the, uh, you can need a, like a, a meaty one. You need a thick one, a veiny one. Right, yeah. right. But uh, you can grill them individually, but can it's, you it's a delicate it? thing. Mash Artich- it? Artichokes yeah. are a tricky thing, man. They are. Because they've got that fibrous material when you get towards the heart. And you're not getting much anyway. Mm-hmm. You're, you're not. The best ones. You I mean, it work, has a heart. you yeah. got to work really hard to get very little on an yeah. artichoke. Do you guys like it when people say okie-dokie artichokey? I do. Okay. I say it sometimes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Usually the next step is uh, you're put into a home. <laughs> I like a hunky-dory chicken tandoori. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that. I've never heard yeah. that one either. Uh, let's see. All right. We already got to that one. All right. Uh, let's go to Ed. We got a couple of Eds. Hey, Ed, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Good, good morning, morning, Ed, sir. All right. Food that tastes better burnt. Well, seriously, I got to tell you, I'm literally taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> good. We're good for something. Especially about the vegetables. Uh, we recently got an air fryer. Okay. The first time we used them, my wife burned green beans. And I was eating them like French fries. Okay. <laughs> hilarious. All right. But yep. The food I wanted to call about was baked ziti. Yeah. Or lasagna. Like I... that top. It's almost kind of like a crust. With the cheese, yep. yeah, we we oh, mentioned man. that earlier. That right was that. that was number one, at least way up on the list. When you have that, uh, like burned mac and cheese, burned baked ziti, burnt uh, lasagna, it definitely, I think that enhances the taste dramatically. I mean, I don't know if it's just the cheese or just like the macaroni. Sometimes it gets like a little harder. Just that change of consistency. I don't know. I go straight for it. Yeah, All burnt right. cheese. Good to work. Good, uh, good to know. Thanks for the word, Ed. We appreciate it, buddy. All right, guys. All right, let me go. Uh, here's another one. Ed uh, talking about pretzels, but uh, hey, Ed. Good morning. Hey, everybody. It's good to have you on the ba ba two to ba two ba ba. No, you were doing so I was well. Now to get along with you, Ed. Uh, uh, try it again. Try, try it again. Try, try it again. All right. 
audience good to have you on the ba ba to the ba to ba 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 do da ba ba da. Yeah, that's pretty close, right? Closer, All right. better. <laughs> I like it. Now do it backwards. All right, Ed, what's up, man? A Philly soft pretzel. Without question, is absolutely the best when it is burnt. All right, so we so we had a caller who said he he you know orders them that way. How do you get your? Are you are you taking a, a soft pretzel you might buy somewhere and then going home and burning it yourself, or how, how do you, do you get keep this? a lighter in the if, car? If I go there and I see that there's a burnt you know rack of of pretzels, I'll I'll ask for those. You'll buy them all up. Yes. Okay. Now, I I have to work. try this. At work, when they had pretzel day, and what I would do, I would, you know, buy the pretzels, take them into the toaster oven, <laughs> okay. put them in there, and jack that thing up to like four fifty, <laughs> five minutes. Come out, it's almost like eating a Snyder's hard sourdough. Oh, oh yeah, I love those. Oh. I do love those. Mm. Uh, uh, though, uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, I got to try the burnt uh, soft pretzel. That sounds intriguing. Right, okay, we'll give it a shot, man. Thanks, bud. Appreciate it. Peace uh, out. I assume right. you do the Peace mustard out. or cheese with that, right? Yeah. So I what I used to do is the, the the Dutch, the Snyder's, the big Dutch pretzels, the hard ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you'd get the um, the, uh, the 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 cheese. The, the was it the, the cheese, cheese, whiz? cheese? Cheese was in a in like a, a body heated up. It's meant mm-hmm. to be heated for dipping. Right. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I'm, I, I go with mustard. There's um, nothing, not one thing healthy about that experience. By the way, somebody texted in. You know what I mean, Jelly Bean. Sure do, peanut chew. <laughs> Thank you. All right, uh, we'll go next to Bob. Good morning, Bob. Good morning. You guys rock. Oh, okay. thanks, man. Thank you, Bob. All right, so uh, a food that tastes better, burnt. Well, I, first of all, like that one Ed said, I'm taking notes. Cheese curls, I never heard that. I'm going to try that. All right. All right. All right, I burned, I fry oatmeal. And I with olive oil, and I burned that a little bit. You fry oatmeal with with olive oil. I have never heard of that. Yeah, where before you, you put the gravy on it. Where did you pick this up? I just I made it up myself. Okay, and my oldest son. I'll tell you, he goes nuts if I'm home and I'm making it. I got to make him some. So oatmeal usually needs to be softened up a bit by yeah. water. So how what's the consistency like? Are you using a lot of oil? Well, what you do is first you make the oatmeal like normal, the instant oats. You know, you put oh. it in the water in the pot, yeah. and okay. you get it normal. And then what you do is you get the olive oil in a frying pan, and you get that nice and hot. Yep. And you put this in there. You just make sure you leave it in there long enough just to burn, just a little bit brown. Are, are you um, making Are you making like little patties, like little crab cakes out of oatmeal or what? Oh, no. I make like a big pancake. Okay. All right. I, I, my mind is reeling at this. Did you discover this recipe during a house fire? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just the way my mind works, I guess. All right, no, and then you, do you throw anything on that? You throw some fruit on it or sugar? Oh, you could throw any, whatever you want in there. You could throw cayenne pepper. You can put uh, onion pepper, pe- or onion salt, whatever and you want. Onion salt? What the hell? Are you, so you're having savory oatmeal. Oh, yes. You See, I always it. think of it as a sweet so I. treat. I so. love oatmeal. Wow. It's crunchy and soft at the same time. You got the best of both worlds. All right, you're, you're, you're changing you're changing things up here. You are making my uh, my mind freak out. I, I I like the uh I like the unique thought. All yeah. right, thanks Bob. He's like you Casey cuz Casey did you see what Casey did with the uh, cinnamon toast crunch. Oh. Yeah, he oh, made uh, 
What'd you make out of it? Just French, French toast. French toast, yeah. Cinnamon toast crunch, French toast. So, yeah. would you crunch it up? I and crunch then it up. You batter and then dip it in that. Yep. Okay, that yeah. sounds pretty good. The good. only thing the I would original done, idea. Uh, well, no, I mean, I, I initially, so I follow Blackstone uh, Griddle on that's Instagram. a magician. No, and they had fruity pebbles, and I don't have fruity pebbles. Okay. I have cinnamon toast. So I did it with that. The only thing I would have done differently is I I would have um, crunched up the uh, the cereal a little bit finer, made it more of all powder. I got right. you. Yeah, so. throw it in a processor, yeah. something like that, and doing it that way. <laughs> Martin's Potato Rolls commented on your recipe. I Casey. know. Well, I, I tagged him on it because huh. the other thing is I didn't have any bread in the house. And the only thing I had left over were potato rolls from uh, the cheeseburgers that I made on Saturday and night. And that worked well for you? It did, huh. as a matter of fact. Those potato it rolls were real. real. <laughs> I'm going to go to Walter. Hi, Walter. How you doing, man? <laughs> Walter. <laughs> Walter, are you there? Chris? No, Chris. Is your name yeah, Chris? Yeah, my name's Chris. Oh. Where the hell did Walter come from? <laughs> this is my version of Good Morning It. Up to All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> What's up, buddy? <laughs> so I got married in 2009 to my wife, and uh, she gave me two terms of divorce. <laughs> one would be if I ever gave her a Dutch oven. Okay. Right? And yeah. The, and the other one is if I ever steal the little French fries that are burnt from like this the batch before that oh. accidentally make it into yours. <laughs> sure. She loves them. All right. I agree. The the itty-bitty crunchy ones, they're almost potato chips. They're really good. Yeah, I like them, too. Yeah. Yep. Uh, They're they're amazing. Would she, she, like, save those for last or just savor in them and point out how much she loves them? No, 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 no. She will dig through the the bin of French fries to find them. You know what you should do? And honestly, put put the whole relationship to the test. Do a Dutch oven, but when you put the blanket up over her head, between your legs is a bowl of those burnt French fries. Yes. There you go. <laughs> I thought about that on April Fool's one time. <laughs> <laughs> all right, thanks, Chris. Appreciate it, man. Or Thank Walter, you. whatever you want to go Walter. by. Uh, all right, so this was also on this list that got it started, and I'm going to let Marissa handle it. Hi, Marissa. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Hey, so we're talking about foods that actually taste better if they're a little bit burned. So I love burned food in general. Just like Casey, I love my chicken burns. Yeah. Um, but I like pierogies. Like, you know how you normally boil them? I like to pan fry them, and I like mm. them really, really crispy. Mm-hmm. I can see that. I like, I like pierogies. It's kind of like, um, you know, uh, dumplings or pot stickers. I, I yeah. prefer them fried. I think they uh, having a little crunch on the outside is yummy. My mother used to make totally. dumplings, and then when they got a little bit burnt, they were fantastic. Yeah. So are you a big pierogi aficionado, Marissa? Um, no, not really. I just, I'm weird and I like them that way. No, there's, right. there's a great pierogi place on Henry Avenue. Oh, okay. Yeah, in uh, in Roxborough. I think it's Roxborough, yeah. Hey, Marissa, do you, um, what do you, what do you fry them in? Do you, is it an oil or butter or what? Um, I just put butter in the pan with some garlic and I just fry them up. Get them really crispy, and they stuff. taste the best that way. Yeah, okay. Cut, cut them over. <laughs> oh, anytime. Nice. Anytime. All right. Thank you, Marissa. He'll bring you do goat yoga. <laughs> hey, um, there was, uh, let's see, you know what? I thought of one that I used to like. Uh, Nick, we made the bologna sandwich here for you one time. Oh, yeah. yeah. Me and uh, Nick oh, yeah, did. Yeah. Yes. doesn't stand for bologna. <laughs> <laughs> I like it a little bit charred. Yeah, okay. Yes. I, do, I do like yes. it a little bit charred. I now, think it tastes better. Uh, so where is the char happening? Like, uh, Is it on both sides? Does it matter? Um, no, just on the outside. Yeah, okay. Uh, it doesn't have to be on both sides. All but, right. Uh, I will tell you this. I will. I do not like regular bologna sandwiches, but grilled bologna sandwiches, mm-hmm. I will. I can swing that. Nice. You know, Chuck D'Amico loves to air fry pepperoni. Oh, Pe- really? doesn't yeah. stand for pepperoni. <laughs> doesn't stand for pepperoni. 
He doesn't um, stand for baloney. Yeah, I bet that's like uh, like well done bacon. Like it's really crispy and and falls apart really easily. Who's who brought? There was somebody brought by. It was with syrup. Do you remember Nick? There was they brought by this obscenely huge tray of like burnt bacon with uh, with like a syrup, and I was like, it was. No. I'm like. This is the greatest, most horrible thing in the world at the same it, time. I want it back, though. I, I want it that. back. I want you back here in Philly. Yeah. Hello, uh, Bacon, we want you back. <laughs> they, uh, what was it? The farmers, uh, not uh, founding farmers. Yeah, far- founding farmers. Yeah. They have uh, these things called uh, bacon lollies. Oh, uh, what's that? Which are it's it's on a little stick and it's a piece of well done bacon. Oh, wow, uh, that's got like a. Um, Wrapping something, a up? candied uh, type a of candy, you know, <laughs> sweetness on it. I got I like you. that. It's pretty. Tasty. Is, it, yeah. is it around a, a particular item, or is it just the bacon? A wedding ring. What do you mean? Is or it around? Like, a, uh, is there a scallop hidden within? Is no, <laughs> no. It's just why? Bacon. Why? What makes My, you think the lolly part? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like no, no, no. It's, it's just like a, it's a on a stick. Pop. Right. It's on a stick like a lollipop. I would stick a scallop in there and then wrap it with bacon and then make that the pop. I like that too. That all, almost becomes like a uh, a blow pop, but a different version with meat. A scallop pop. Yeah. Because a blow pop had gum in the middle of right, it, right? It's, yeah. Or it's Tootsie Roll. Tootsie uh-huh. Pop has Tootsie, Tootsie, Tootsie Roll, yeah. Right. Uh-huh. Remember Tootsie Pop Drops? Those yes. were I uh-huh. loved those. Yeah. I like scallop drops. They were my favorite. <laughs> As a kid. Yeah, Candy-covered yeah. scallops. <laughs> These are great, Mom. Yeah. Do they make Tootsie Pop How Drops How many does it take to get the center of a scallop pop? <laughs> <laughs> These are birth control pops. Wow. All right. Anyway, uh, clearly we could talk all day about this because our text messages are lighting up like crazy and so are our phone lines, but we have to take a break. So, But uh, I thought it was an interesting look at foods that might taste better yeah. with a little burn on them, if you will. By the way, do you say burned or burnt? I would say I, I, I say burnt. You know, I don't know. A burned, I guess, and burnt is adequate as well. All right. Anyway, thank you for your calls. We appreciate it. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a second. We'll dive into the bazaar when we get back. Stay with us. MMR spotlights the best rock in Philadelphia with Jackson's Local Shots. That's right, and this month's artist is Judah Kim. Judah Kim, your Local Shots Artist of the Month. Check him out every Wednesday at 6.30 right here on the Mighty MMR. And you can hear and see more now at WMMR.com. Keyword, Local Shots. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks, Philly. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre all right, this morning's Beat File is brought to you by Natural Lawn of America. Safer for your lawn, kids, and pets. And you can schedule their full-service program and get free seeding every year. Call 800-FREE-SEED. Natural Lawn of America, greener grass, fewer weeds, guaranteed. The passenger of a New Hampshire pickup truck died Sunday morning after becoming trapped underwater in a frozen pond when the vehicle plunged through the ice. That's a nightmare. A local racing group confirmed the victim was uh, John Otis Cook, a 70-year-old ice racing racing enthusiast. I'm not familiar with this. Me either. Uh, The driver was able to escape and survived. Uh, Cook and the driver were surveying ice thickness prior to Sunday Lakes Region Ice Racing Club races prior to the tragic accident. Uh, The failed Sunday morning uh, incident is still under investigation. New Hampshire 
Uh, Department of Fish and Game declined to release additional information, but wrote in a press release that everyone involved in the fatal accident was experienced in traveling on ice and was familiar with this particular water body. Steve, I remember when I was a kid, they had promoted uh, something coming to town, and they were playing at the the local ice rink where the where the St. Louis Blues played. Um, motorcycle races yes. yeah. on the ice. Uh, yeah, you the, remember that? I do remember that. The wheels had, like, special spikes like, on them, spike I guess. Studs, yeah. You guys remember that? I, um, yes. But uh, I, I don't, I, I never really looked into it further than those TV commercials. I'm like, right. oh, that seems insane. Yes. Uh, I remember so. there being a tour. I just know that, yeah, that, okay. that it exists. I don't know if they still do that or yeah, not. Yeah, but we're watching a commercial for something that appears to be it. For oh, ice or racing? Somebody's raising their eyebrows. Ice track racing, American <laughs> flat track There we go. Style. Yeah, they, they, sure enough. They showed a close-up of the tires, and they're definitely designed yeah. for that. That's nuts. Okay, well, maybe that's what this guy was surveying the conditions yeah. for. I'm not really sure. Well, this one didn't work. Real estate agents likely don't know how to respond after people on social media looked at the photos of a house being sold in Atlanta and pointed out in the backyard that the pool is shaped like a penis (laughs) when viewed from above. That's great. The house, listed for uh, over $966,000, has three bedrooms as well as three bathrooms and a wine cellar in the basement. Social media users nicknamed the home Penis Palace. (laughs) <laughs> and one even joked that the wide base of the pool oh my God. would be more realistic with it? some foliage. <laughs> yes, it's mm-hmm. got balls and everything. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> An employee at Ansley Real Estate has confirmed the drone photo of the pool. It's since been removed from the listing oh, after right. attracting a I lot like of, that fountain at the top. A lot of attention <laughs> online. You're right. <laughs> it's phrased really far. Uh, the, the photo didn't seem to hurt as an offer has reportedly already been accepted on the house, of course. I like your vagina hammock right next to it. Oh, yeah. Settle into that. I think that when that was built, that had to have been done on purpose. Yes, because you well, you get an over... Yeah. Uh, you, you get a, 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 a drawing of it, a, a, a mock-up. Yes. They, they would know I mean, what even up like. towards the top, it has like a little indentation and a rounded yep. edge. Yes. Yeah. Like, come on. Yep. <laughs> A Georgia man, uh, Vinath Udumzin, was sentenced to 36 months in federal prison after pleading guilty to wire fraud. Uh, he apparently lied to a government loan program that was set up to provide COVID disaster relief after claiming that he ran an entertainment services business with 10 employees during the pandemic, and he received a loan of $85,000. Five months after receiving the loan, he spent... $57,000 of the money, okay, which he scammed uh-huh. from the government, by the way. He spent $57,000 of the money on a first edition shiny Charizard card from the Pokemon world. Oh, God. Jesus. Pokemon. I said Pokemon. Yeah. yeah. Pokemon. Yeah. So he spent $57,000 on a Pokemon card. There was a, I was watching a news report, the estimates about how much money was built doing exactly this. They, they can't even put a dollar figure on it right now. Odomazine's claim was subsequently investigated and he was arrested as well as the prison sentence. He has to pay a $10,000 fine and restitution of the full $85,000. <clears> he agreed to forfeit the Pokemon card as part of the prosecution. And the interesting part is the card that this guy bought isn't even graded a 10. It's graded a 9.5. And the shiny Charizard Jeez. may be the most sought-after Pokemon cards, but only the 10s go for wild money. Oh. And he spent it on one that was under that grade. He's going to get poked a lot in prison. That's crazy. <laughs> a New Zealand uh, celebrated, uh, as New Zealand celebrated a national holiday, one of the country's largest city libraries was closed with staff and security given a day off, but... 
An error with the automated door programming meant that uh, Terang's doors opened to the public as usual, and the unstaffed and unsecured library was happily used by the public, who browsed and checked out books for hours before someone realized the mistake. As well as its books, the library is home to a wide variety of artworks and sculpture, but staff said nothing was stolen and there were no serious incidents reported. What's interesting, though, a library staff member said 380 people came into the building that Sunday morning. Yeah. And they said our self-issue machines automatically started up and 147 books were issued by customers. No book theft alarms went off, and at this stage, nothing has been reported missing, nor have we spotted any damage. Well, yeah, watch for layoffs to be coming soon, though, right? Yeah, they right. realize they can run the thing yeah, without them. Without anybody. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, they were, I guess, your library goer is yeah. going to be a pretty straight-ahead person. Yeah. And, uh, They're going to be a pagan. Uh, they said we were grateful for the honesty of the people who used the library during this time. Uh, that's uh, the head of the facilities has said that there is uh, there's been an investigation and the door system failing was very rare. Uh, we'll do one more story. Turns out a home stockpiled with pounds and pounds of silver and gold was no Fort Knox. Instead, the Washington County, Pennsylvania home housing all the precious metals became the scene of a relatively simple burglary over the weekend. The burglar or burglars broke a back door window, entered the home, and stole two cardboard boxes containing silver coins and bars, as well as gold coins. No security system at this house? Nothing. With all that in the basement? All told, state police said the burglar got away with more than 30 pounds of the pricey oh. precious metals. That's a lot, dude. Yeah. That That's is a lot. That's William Devane level. Uh, the gold and silver hoarding homeowner who trusted his precious metals to a cardboard box in his home. This will be safe. Rather than a safety deposit box at a bank, was not identified in the report. He did write on the outside of the box, don't look inside, not gold. At last report, police had no suspects in the case. So, wow. All right, and there you go. That is all I have in the bizarre file Insane. for you. Insane. So, Kathy, we need to give away our secret text word. Can you give me a caller, please? Twelve. All right, 12th caller gets it. 215-263-WMMR. It'll cost you, though. You need to know the secret text word. We'll come back. Also, a random texture that we'll give a prize to. More coming up in a second. Stay with us. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Listen on our mobile app or go to WMMR.com. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's I hate Steven Singer.com. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, we have some other things to give away, so I want to make sure that we take care of that right now. We were looking for a secret text word caller, and it was caller number 12 we were looking for, and it's Chris that we get to go to. Hi, Chris, you're on the air. Good morning. Good morning. Sorry to bother you guys at work. It's okay. Uh, we'll let it slide, Chris, if you can tell us what the word is. Dreams. Dreams. You got it. Yep, correct. All right, Chris, hold on. Because you got yourself tickets to see Co Wetzel and Aaron Jones, who we're playing right now, and Bones Owens playing Saturday at Franklin Music Hall. Tickets are on sale now. You can go to WMMR.com for the details. And we grabbed a random texter, and that is Mike Lees, who is from West Deptford, New Jersey. So Mike will give you those tickets to see Co. 
Wetzel, Aaron, Aaron Jones, and Bones Owen. So, uh, like I said, tickets available uh, to... You can get all the information at com. all the complete deals. So, congratulations. Congratulations to you. Uh, we are going to go with a lesson question today, and we're going to give away four pack of tickets for the Philly Home Show, March 18th through the 20th and 25th through the 27th. And I think we're going to ask this. What kind of a dessert-based mask should you wear for light deprivation? <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. All right. What type of dessert-based mask should you wear for light deprivation? A sleep mask, if you will. 215-263-WMMR. Come and get it. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, what do we have this morning, Steve? Well, Jesse Smollett's lawyers demanding his release from jail, saying it is a risk to his safety and health. In addition, Smollett's lawyers say the whole prison experience has proven to be very confining. <laughs> oh, my God. Sylvester Stallone purchasing an 11,000-square-foot mansion in Hidden Hills for $19 million. Stallone says the house is very much like him and that it is solidly built, but not a lot upstairs. It's like a billion. And finally, 90-day fiancé star Ben Rathbun spending time behind bars after getting busted for drunk driving in Michigan. Rathbun says it took 12 weeks to find a wife. But only one happy hour to find a lifelong addiction. Yeah. <laughs> That's all you All right, Lil, uh, we'll go to the phone. Lilo, Lilo. Can't speak, dude. It's all right, bro. I told you, I'm tired of talking. I'm going to go to the phones and. Uh, la, 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 <laughs> We can get an answer. We are looking for uh, Corey, who is on the line. Corey, are you there, sir? Yes, I am. All right, what kind of dessert based mask should you wear for light deprivation? Is it pound cake? Pound cake. Yeah. Corey, we are going to give you a four-pack of tickets for the Filling Home Show. March 18th through the 20th and 25th through the 27th at the Pennsylvania Convention Center. For more information and discount tickets, go to phillyhomeshow.com. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Brought to you this morning by Jersey Mike's or Dave Giving is your time to shine for the participants of the Special Olympics USA Games. You can grab a sub on Wednesday, March 30th. All sales will be donated to the games. Uh, Jersey Mike's, you can be a sub above. Uh, Corn's Jonathan Davis has revealed that he is suffering from long COVID. Uh, wow. Yeah. Uh, I think you mentioned this before. Uh, during an interview, uh, Davis, who was diagnosed with COVID last August, said, I think I got that long COVID stuff. I'm still fatigued like crazy. I'm doing the best that I can, but I'm alive. And hopefully in time, this will get better. When asked about how he feels about touring during the pandemic, he said, I'm going to live my life and get on with it. I definitely cater my life around not getting sick, though, because if I get sick, there's no show. COVID or not, that's been my life, my whole career. And I've got my own bus. I stay away from people on purpose because if I get sick, there's no one to fill in for me. He said with the other guys, when they all got sick with COVID, we had people on standby. They flew out instantly. They could fill in. We could do a show. But with me, i got to be careful. I always have been. Uh, but it's now to the point where I'm like a year ago. That was like I was freaking out. This is why I pushed for each of us to have our own tour bus in the parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> and he said, I don't want to get this. And I and I go out on tour and I get it. And there you go. So <laughs> better soon. <laughs> he sounds a little gassy. You yeah. can hear it in his voice. Yeah. Corn uh, was in Hershey last night. Yes. As a matter of fact. Uh, listener sent some pictures with yep. his son uh, yeah. that went to it. Yep. 
Uh, only 30 years on since breaking on the scene, the grunge revolution, headed up by Nirvana and Pearl Jam, has all but cornered the rock collectible market. Famed Los Angeles record store owner Wayne Johnson of Rockaway Records in Silver Lake is one of the busiest and knowledgeable collectors and said that the 1990s are the new 1960s for rock memorabilia. He said, it kind of reminds me of how quick the Beatles and the Stones and Elvis sold back 30, 40 years ago. And I just can't keep it in stock. So uh, any particular items he's mentioning? No. He said uh, Pearl Jam is uh, only number two for collectibles. A Nirvana collection uh, would even do better. He said, I'm, I'm paying ridiculous money for stuff, and it seems like there's no limit. Uh, their stuff is going up quicker than just about anybody else. He said, you know, grunge and punk stuff is doing really well, too. The punk stuff is going up crazy as well. Soundgarden, Alice in Chains, Pearl Jam, and Nirvana, I think they are the big four. What, what uh, uh, in your collectible realm is worth the most? Because you have some rock memorabilia. Yeah, I, I don't know. I've never thought about yeah. assessing a value. I mean, the ones that, that mean the most to me uh, is the autographed uh, drumhead from Neil Peart. Right. I mean, that's that's number one. Uh, but uh, I, don't, I don't think any, mine's really worth a whole lot. Now, I had a friend of mine who has a, a decent amount of funds. Yes. Uh, recently purchased and autographed one of Kurt Cobain's guitars. Wow. One of, that was owned by Kurt. Nice. Signed by Kurt in the case that Kurt used to carry it around in. That went for a nice penny. Yeah, no that doubt. will appreciate over time and be worth a whole lot of money, I would think. I think um, you really have it for the joy that they bring you. Um, my collectibles, my my statues and Batman stuff, they're not, you know, no one's, I'm not going to will that to anybody, but they're, they're, they will appreciate in value. Sure. You know. Yeah, yeah. You'll, you'll at least get what you paid for them, I would right. imagine. So, yeah. Um, this is a really uh, messed up story. A woman named Barbara Meyer Gustern. 87-year-old former voice coach. She was critically hurt in a random shove attack in uh, New York last week, and she's died from her injuries. Now, uh, it was on Monday night. She was a one-time famed voice coach whose students included Blondie singer Debbie Harry. Yeah. She was walking along West 28th Street around 8 p.m. Thursday when an unidentified woman came up behind her and shoved her to the ground. Uh, Her red-headed attacker, who has not been apprehended, then ran off. They, they got good video of this person, but, I mean, come on. Police said the attacker crossed the street before pushing Gersten, who suffered a serious and now fatal head injury. The NYPD said we're asking for the public's help in solving this disgusting, disgraceful law offense committed against the vulnerable elderly female who was doing nothing but walking down the street in New York City. How could you ever feel confident going out in New York? I mean, every other day, there's somebody being shoved off the train platform, shoved downstairs. You know, beaten. We had the randomly. story in the bizarre file earlier. Yep. The woman that was randomly hit 125 times. It's messed up. Uh, and on a lighter note, and we'll end on this. On uh, Tuesday, the Recording Academy announced the first slate of artists to perform at uh, this year's 64th annual Grammy Awards. Taking the stage on music's biggest night will be current nominees: uh, Brothers Osborne, BTS, Brandy Carlile, Billie Eilish. Lil Nas X with Jack Harlow and Olivia Rodrigo. So that's all they've announced so far. It's usually pretty good. Uh, I mean, again, I do enjoy the Grammys for the performances. Live from uh, MGM Grand Garden Arena in Las Vegas and hosted by Trevor Noah, the 64th Annual Grammy Awards will be broadcast live Sunday, April 3rd on CBS. Quick question. Yes. 
Let's just think about this. With Dolly Parton removing herself from uh, the running of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, does that then mandate the selection of another person, another band? I was wondering. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. And I, do they even have to honor her wishes? You know what I mean? They yeah, could, they could still it. go yeah. ahead and, and have her right. uh, be a uh, nominee and inductee. She doesn't have to accept it. I think they'll probably um, honor her wishes. I would think so. Yeah. All right. That's it. Music news. We're going to take a break. Come back in a second for the letter of the day and word of the week price. So don't miss out on that if you keep a track. We'll be right back. If you like what you hear, you can see it too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. HD. It ain't just for your TV anymore. Use your HD radio to hear the best-sounding MMR there is. Plus, enjoy MMR HD 2, the MM Archives channel. Everything that rocks never sounded so good. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. How you doing? How you doing Wednesday, 72 degrees and sunshine? Makes some day a lot more endurable. Beautiful. Beautiful. I would like to thank our list of guests today. We had a damn good time on today's yeah. program. And it started with Mr. Claude Giroux, who yeah. is on today. And G is going to be playing in his 1,000th game uh, as a flyer tomorrow night. We will tomorrow have your chance to win tickets in a suite that we have catered and all set up for this very cool event uh, that's taking place tomorrow night. And we also have an autographed jersey uh, from... Claude, that you could possibly win. So uh, that's going to be tomorrow. So we have a, another, I think, one more to give away. Um, so thank you to Claude for being on. And Jim Jackson, we followed it up. Uh, JJ's great. We talked a little bit about, um, you know, the team and, and what the possibility is. Because Claude really couldn't talk about the fact that he may be leaving the team. Um, and it seems that way. It's an understand. We understand why. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but JJ gave a little bit more info on that. So it was uh, good to talk to him. And don't forget, if you're interested in a career in sports casting. He offers up a program yeah. that will teach you the ropes, and he also uh, can help in like a mentorship as well. He he definitely takes uh, you know a, a very active uh, approach to what he does. Yeah. He's had a number of successes. What better teacher could you have? You know? Yeah. Yep. Uh, so uh, check out his website. I don't remember it off the top of my head. Jim Bustyasians.com. Bustyasians.com. <laughs> Yo, ever heard of jerk me? Slash Jim Jackson. Uh, but anyhow, uh, it was great having JJ on. All right, so we need to do the letter of the day, and there's only one person in this world, one human alive, that can give us that information that we need oh so dearly. And you know what? We're in luck. He's here today. Hey! We have him. We actually have him. You are so lucky. We are so lucky. Oh, How God. you doing? What did you just slam on the ground? Oh, my Or on the table. Bag, Your bag of stuff. First bag, yeah. whatever the F it is. All right, you ready, man? Heck yeah. Preston yeah. and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. The Preston and Steve Show is brought to you today by The Letter. E is in Ethel. All right. We have two more letters to go, and we will give away a four-pack of pit tickets to see the Black Keys and an autographed drum head. And uh, the Black Keys, by the way, Saturday, July 30th, the Waterfront Music Pavilion. Tickets are on sale via Ticketmaster and complete details at WMMR.com, including the video for uh, the new song, Wild Child, which is a very cool tune that we've been playing. How you doing today, man? Very good. Is it amazing out? It's amazing out. Awesome. Uh, I have little flowers popping up in my yard. Ooh, already. Yeah. Crocuses? 
The purple I don't, ones? Well, crocus are the very first to come up. I thought daffodils are usually they, pretty early. The daffodils are right behind. Okay. Tulips start to bud a yep, little bit? Yep. yep. Um, I don't know what it was. It was dark out, and I didn't have my glasses on. But It was, it was dark out? Yeah, it was like dark last night. Oh, uh, last night. I thought you were saying today. I'm no. Okay. It's I mean, getting what, dark at night now. Yeah, it does that. Um, and um, I went over and saw flowers and had a little chat with them. That hey, Pierre. <laughs> I said, now watch oh out God. because we still might get a little freakish snow, dear flowers. So <laughs> don't let it dissuade you, okay? Okay. Okay. Are you feeling okay? Can you play me a block of crocus tomorrow? <laughs> no. There's not enough songs for There's crocus to have a block. I, I don't even know one. But that's Screaming where... Screaming in the night, man. That's where the na-na-na-na came from. Oh, uh, it is? The original Charlie Kendall, uh, who created the na-na-na-na and the Philadelphia, got it from a crocus song. Shut that up. is a riff. Oh. Of a crocus song, and um, didn't know that I don't know which one, but wow. uh, Lush would know. Hey, speaking of, uh, but he retired. Little little creatures like plants that you talk to. Uh, you saw the the text this morning. Our friends at uh, Trinity Rehab <laughs> <clears throat> have named some fish after me and Pierre and Nick. Wow! At their, I assume it's at their Conshohocken location. It is. They've got a little tropical fish tank there. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had some fish earlier. Uh, which uh, they only had one, and uh, they named him after me, and sadly... He didn't make it? Yeah, he's no longer with us. So we're on Pierre 2. Okay. But the the Nick and Preston one is far healthier than the Pierre one, so I I predict good good swimming ahead. Wonderful, wonderful. Excellent. Um, Yeah. What's happening on the show today, man? We'll have more of those tickets for Sublime and Rome and Incubus uh, in Camden, August 5th. We've got um, a block for Mammoth WVH uh, in honor of Wolfgang's birthday today uh, and Hart in honor of Nancy Wilson's birthday. We've got Iron Maiden in a workforce block and I have a special announcement. You guys have had, do you remember who your first guest was that was Live back in the studio after oh, things lifted man. a little bit. You um, was it? It wasn't BB Newworth, was it? Uh, was no. it uh, Marilu Henner? No. We, was it was the it comedian? Sex in the City author? It might have been. Yeah. Candace. Oh, oh, Candace Bushnell. Yeah, yeah. that might have been Candace Bushnell. Been um, so um, you, you, I mean, you guys have had some, not a ton, not right. your usual amount. Uh, but I uh, was pleased to announce yesterday that my first live guest will be coming in tomorrow. And no slouch is he, one of the greatest guitarists of all time, Mike Campbell of no Compact Band. That's uh, excellent. He's wow. great. Coming yeah. in tomorrow afternoon. Uh, yeah, tomorrow about 3.15, Wow. And uh, he's got this band called the Dirty Knobs who are playing at uh, the World Cafe tomorrow. And I have just loved his riffs. I mean, he's a major contributor. You know, he might not be thought of in the same breath by the casual rock fan as a Jimmy Page or something like that. But I'm telling you, he's just brilliant. Yeah, he doesn't, uh, he's not a technical, he's not a shredder. Right. Uh, but what he is, is he he's, he creates a, a great sound. He yes. creates a, a, a wonderful uh, accompaniment uh, these, to the song. These layered, uh, you know, he adds these layers and these dimensions. And, I mean, he, you would recognize so many riffs from so many songs. And he brought them. He wrote The Boys of Summer um, and brought it to uh, to uh, Don Hen- oh, no, to uh, Petty. 
and said, what do you think of this? And he goes, nah, I don't think so. I had no idea. He wrote Boys of Summer. Yeah, the basic track. And then uh, he went to Don Henley. He says, what do you think of this? And then Henley changed up the lyrics, okay, so they kind okay. of rewrote it. But the basic song is is uh, Mike Campbell's. Wow, and you think about that, that guitar riff at the beginning, that... Yeah. yeah. And that's him playing on it, yeah. uh, on Henley's uh, record. What's his status with Fleetwood Mac these days? Because he was with them for a stretch. He was with them for a tour. I mean, but he's, he's pals with all that whole Southern California group, you know, from Henley to Stevie Nicks to, you know, which I assume is where he... That's that's wow. him. That's great. I mean, that's one of a zillion riffs. Yeah. The riff at the end of Running Down a Dream. Oh, my God. Yep. I love that riff. Yep, I Full Moon too. Fever, which was technically a Petty solo album, is Mike Campbell's all over it. Yep. Um, so, um, he... Yeah. Awesome. Wow. Amazing. Yep. Yeah. I want to get big and all in all in all. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you got to sing that guitar. <laughs> you kind of do, don't you? But... He did a tour with Fleetwood Mac, and um, I don't believe he's going to continue that. Okay, because he, he likes... kind of took over for Lindsey Buckingham for a yeah. stretch. Well, they also brought Neil Finn in of right. Crowded House mm. uh, fame, and so uh, they both, uh, Neil sang the parts, and uh, Campbell, Neil played guitar as well, but Campbell did the lead parts uh, in Fleetwood Mac. I think that was a one tour only. I mean, I think there it was a friendly thing, but I think he did, I think he wants to concentrate on the solo band. And he'll talk about that, but the solo band's at the World Cafe tomorrow, and they do play some petty songs. Uh, so uh, I'm really excited that he's my first guest cool. tomorrow. That's good for yeah. you, man. Yeah. Love it. I want to thank our sponsors, Preston and Steve Show, brought to you today by Sequoia Outback, celebrating 25 years, making backyards beautiful all over the Delaware Valley. DexSupplies.com. Also, uh, Acme Markets. You can get your free flu shot or COVID-19 booster at their pharmacy. Acme Fresh Foods, local flavors. And finally, Dunkin' Donuts. The official coffee of the President Steve Show. Tomorrow is going to be a really cool day. Jay Wright will be on the show. Yeah. Very exciting stuff. And, and, like at a 95% chance, Tim Robbins joining us Whoa. tomorrow. Wow. Nice. Who we've had on a few times. He loves us. And he's great. <laughs> Wait till he sees us. Hey guys, yeah. guess what? What? Our meeting has been canceled. <gasps> yeah. Wednesday meeting canceled. <laughs> 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 and it's 72 and sunny. Happy <laughs> oh, pre Friday, everybody. See you, suckers. Rage on and have a great day. We'll see you later. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Hey, everybody. It's good to have you on the bat 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 bat